Um, I get those phone calls too when the special pack sale. Uh, right, Gregor? <laughs> yeah, I get those phone calls too sometimes. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, I haven't seen a lot of special packs though. I mean, they've had mm-hmm. them, but not so good for me. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, some some people have some good ones here. Some people didn't. I did not. I did not partake of the uh, Black Friday Epic Officer sale, and I'll tell you why. Listen, I I do not mind. I do actually like when there is, you know, a hundred shards for a hundred dollars. I, I like that, Gregor. But when I look at that pack and and six out of the 13 available officers, or no, seven, I think it was, seven out of the 13, something like that, I'm not exactly sure, um, I, I have them maxed yeah. already. So and you know your luck. I do know my luck. I know the Scopely <laughs> RNG. The Scopely RNG is going to hook me up with 40,000 transport patterns for 100 bucks. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm going to get, $100 for 40,000 transporter patterns. Uh, so I'm, I, I have to, I have to pass on that, you know, now if they, Hey, Scopely, yo, if you would put, you know, just the new officers in, in an RNG pack like that, Oh, I would have bought Gregor. Would you have bought if there was an officer, uh, if, if there were no officers that you did not already have, I would definitely consider it then. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Bubba, you absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the dilution there. Just the the mix of the old with the new that uh, that ends up being a problem for me. Uh, we'll discuss more about that and other things here tonight. Good evening and welcome in everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs, and you are talking turkey with Ultimate DJs, talking in cars with Ultimate DJs here tonight. And I know uh, Bubba people would have really liked to have seen a uh, people would have liked to have seen a studio show tonight because it has been almost well we canceled two shows so it's been a week and a half since we've been in the studio but you know uh, again the family time uh took precedent today and and here we are wrapping up our uh, our holiday week with me on the road taking the boys back up to go back to school boo blah well, i don't think anyone should would argue that that's not important the more important thing i mean as much oh, as people absolutely. love the studio show but yeah no it's, but well, it's, it's just good. fun to be able to chat it is good and that's kind of what i wanted to do tonight folks just kind of chill out, lay back and, uh, and have a conversation about a couple of things that have happened. Cause there's been crazy enough, Bubba, there's been a few ups and downs this week. Um, for it to have been a holiday week, which was, I believe by design was actually supposed to be a little bit laid back, uh, by design was supposed to be, you know, nothing crazy mind bending, just, you know, sending 640 helps in four days. Which I got to be honest with you. Now, I know, I know looking at that right off the top of your head, 640 helps sounds overwhelming. It sounds daunting. Got to be honest with you. I, I probably, I did do a bunch of donations, Bubba Joe, but I bet you I probably, if I'd spent enough time in the game, was it only two days? See, that's how I say two out. days. Yeah. Ah, see, I that's how much I've been paying attention this week. I thought the Thanksgiving thing lasted like isn't the there whole still- thing. It lasts four days, but the uh, helps initially the six hundred and forty was the solo milestone you're talking about, right? That was two days. Ah, uh, I got you. See, Bubba, that's I haven't been in the game. Haven't been in the game. I'm gonna be relying on you guys, Karkin. You're gonna have to tell me everything that went in the game because you're a super grinder. Ah. But you got punched in the gut. This that week was an interesting one because the first day of it, obviously, was Thanksgiving Day. 
and no one like no one was on so and it's a help one so you got to be there was nothing else to make it was mining that went with it so there was nothing that was hurting anybody so you had to find your own like way to get helps like for people to actually get hurt so maybe if they were doing armadas or whatnot but uh, the next day was the um uh first day of the borg or barrett so there was some helps there with the spending so that covered a lot but it was a lot a lot of helps it was, it was. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, kind of like Dekix, uh points out here. I raged at first and then I did the donations and logged off for 24 hours. Best event day ever, in my opinion. And that's not sarcasm. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't do, I didn't do my donations until the second day, Bubba, because I wanted to see how far I would make it with helps. But like Dekix, I didn't spend a lot of time in the game. So- donations had an interesting aspect because if you were high enough, then your contributions might have been cheap enough that you were actually making bank. I know some of our tie-ups were getting billions of par back so they could put all that back in and make a profit. But at my level, if I'd spent all that par, I would have made back like one twentieth of the par that I had put in. So I, I had to really contribute, you know, with the helps and Latinum. Yeah, Savannah and Captain Planet agree with you. They were in your situation, Karkin. One billion in, 120 million out didn't work out. On the other hand, uh, you look at L.A. Ravager, uh, who says, listen, it cost me two billion steel. I got four billion. It was a good return for me. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it kind of depends on where you were. I, uh, I did end up doing the donation route uh, on day two, on the second day, uh, except I do have a heavy need for steel these days. So I did mine with latinum. Uh, Gregor, I know that you've been crazy busy. I don't know. What was your life like this week? Did you get a little bit of a break from from the hectic that is Gregor's life here the last six months? Uh, no, but I did get most. I got that Thanksgiving stuff done. I, I didn't I, actually this arc. I actually didn't get all the events done. So. Oh, goodness. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um. Bubba, how did you fare with the uh, with the helps? Oh, I just did uh, donations. I I was done in you know fifteen minutes. Did you do yours with resources or did you do yours with latinum? Resources. Did you really? Okay. Uh, yeah. And what 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 did your ratio look like? What what did you put in? What'd you get out? Uh, I don't remember, DJ. I I just you know the. To me, it's just easier to not have to worry about it. Like, you know, I'm sure I did helps and I could have saved myself a little bit. Um, but I wasn't even, I just, I, when I get at an event like that, I immediately go to contributions and do it. That way I'm done. Like I go right. through each of my events systematically and say, can I complete this event right now? Yes or no. And if I can, I do so. And if I can't, then I don't. I got you. And that makes sense. You know, a lot of players did. And you know what? It makes me proud, Bubba. It makes me really proud when a lot of players, especially here in the Talking Trek community, a lot of players uh, took a couple of minutes and mapped this out. Shinjo says, hey, this was a win for me. I put in about $600 million, got a couple of billion back. Uh, Andar put in $2 billion, got back $5 billion. So a uh, lot of people uh, had an opportunity to, to kind of go in and, and you know make some math out of it and make some profit, which was really, really good. So uh, fantastic there. Gobbles. Says I did all 640 helps. I got the maximum return, which gobbles. I would imagine that that obviously took you some time and was probably uh, you know required a lot of uh, <laughs> required a lot of screen time to mash that purple button 600 
times. But nonetheless, uh, you definitely increased your payout by not having a buy-in there. So, uh, so real, real good. Um, I did, by the way, I did see some somebody. I also, kept writes it in here. I had the helps done in three hours. That's wildly impressive. But you know what, guys? Not impossible. I ran into another player who uh, claimed that she got hers done in about five or six hours. So uh, it could be done, especially if you had a really big coordinated effort within your alliance just to go and trash Kumaris, I guess, I guess Bubba Joe, if that's how you wanted to go about it. Um, yeah, I don't um, – I am getting lazier in my veteran age here, Bubba Joe. I don't know if it's, like, if it's the same for you guys. Captain Mark, do you find yourself, as you progress your ops, do you find yourself getting lazier? Because I, I am kind of looking at these events, kind of like Bubba Joe does, and I, and I look for the easiest and fastest way to complete them. And, and I, don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, I, I guess it is, but at the same time, it, can, I, can I just be blunt? The reason I'm doing that is so I can, I can get it done and get out of the game. And I, and I know that that's, that's probably a terrible thing to say right now. Bubba Joe, but it was a holiday week. I had a lot of stuff going on. I did not care to spend 10 hours in the game per day this week. You know, I, I just didn't. We had holidays. We had family. All you guys had the same kind of thing, you know, and, and even if, even if you didn't uh, want to take that much time out of the game, you got other things to do. You got other things that you can do. This was a relatively lighter event week and uh, gave you guys an opportunity to, to catch up on some stuff if you wanted to. Uh, Prio says, you call it lazy. I call it efficient. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, I, I guess efficient, but you know, look, I spent latinum to do my helps. <laughs> I spent latinum to do that, it, it, you know, and, and that's probably a waste, but, but, you know, I look at it, Bubba Joe, I have been very frugal with my latinum, extremely frugal with my latinum to the point where I had like eight or 900,000 of it. And I know you're going to say, that's it. You know, because I know you, you got millions. All right, but where are we going to use this stuff? I eventually get to the point, Bubba, where I'm like, my God, if I don't use it, what, why do I have it? You know, so I've just been starting to punch a button. I don't know. Well, so for me, Latinum is invaluable, whether it's converting for common or speed-ups. You know, when we're measuring times of things in, you know, years sometimes uh, before research, but I just, I, I, I can't, I can't bring myself to use latinum on a, uh, for the Alliance I call it. Maybe I'm just not thinking of the Alliance first, but to me, latinum is far too valuable for, for commons and speedups. See, you know, that's really interesting. That's interesting. It's a low amount to contribute comparatively for everything. Well, we but it is, it, you're right, Karkin, but you know what? You think about this. All right. And, and this actually demonstrates something that I did actually crazy enough wanted to talk about tonight is that this game is almost like a, a swing of the pendulum. All right. I being out of the game this week uh, and just kind of observing the chat from you guys and Bubba, like your conversation was early in the week and I listened to your show. Uh, your your pre-Thanksgiving show about rewards. And I listened to some of the ops level of people who said the rewards were insane. And then I, I compared that with some of the notes that I had like with you and, and Big Country and and Fog on 15. And I'm like, where, what what's the disconnect here? Because I feel like there is a swinging pendulum. Now you mentioned that Latinum is invaluable to you for speed ups 
right? For speedos. Yes. And and that and and you know what? Latinum is also Latinum is also very, very important to I would say probably late 20s through the 30s, even through 39. Latinum is really, really important because you again, you have a lot of research. You have a lot of of stuff, buildings and research. You got a lot of stuff you got to do. So speed ups are really, really important there. Okay. Right now, where I am, 41, I got crazy, Bubba. I got Latinum coming out of my ears. Because if I buy one pack, I'm getting like, oh, getting 150, 200,000 of it. And I, and I guess just because I have never used it very willy-nilly, got a bunch of it banked up to the point where coming into the SELA auctions this month, I had a million. Coming into the SELA auctions. Now, we can talk about this, Bubba, because we never did. On the very first show after the SELA auction, we didn't talk about it. And then we haven't done a show since then. Talk about tonight. Captain Bull says, this is the first time speed-ups in Latinum have actually become an issue for me. Why? And he speculates, because the resources are flowing and I'm pushing ops. It's opening up a bunch of research. It's opening up a bunch of buildings. It's opening up a bunch of commons, all right, or the need for common materials, all right? Shinjo says, I've gone from 1.2 million Latinum to 600,000 since the Picard auction to now. It's roughly five, six months. All right, so... Uh, absolutely a really interesting change in reliance on certain resources that are in the game. Uh, we can talk about that here a little bit later. Stormbringer saying, I've saved up 3 million Latinum. Interesting to know what your ops level is there, Stormbringer, because Bubba Joe, I would imagine, let me just, let me guess, Bubba, at your Latinum bank right now, I'm going to guess it's still north of a million, I would, I would think, right? Yes. Yet you use it every single day. Every single day. If you did not replace it with pack purchase, would you run out? Uh yes. I probably use uh I probably use a hundred thousand latinum a day. Whoa! Seriously? Yeah. Dang. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of latinum. Goodness gracious me, oh my. I don't use quite that much. But you know what? This month, Bubba. I did use over 250,000 Latinum for various things, most of which I put into the SELA auction. Now, Bubba, I know you got opinions. We, why don't we start here? The SELA auction. Let me ask. Now, when we broke the news, when we told you guys they were going to shift to XP spent, there was some grumbling. There was some grumbling from me. There was some grumbling from Bubba. There was there was some grumbling from a handful of players. But ultimately, the vote came in and did not swing in our favor. Ultimately, again, short poll, small sample size. Uh, but we had about 500 players vote on that thing. All right. Uh, Bubba Joe, overwhelmingly, as we were told, a landslide two to one. Players yep. were in favor of using XP in the SELA auction. How yep. did that go? How did that go, folks? How many of you walked with Sela this month because of the because of the use of XP? Lobot says, I got Sela because of the chain. Jay says, I got her to tier two. Captain Oblivious says, I got her because of that. Captain Planet got her to tier two. Captain Oblivious got her to tier two. 
Stevens Aaron says, yep, I got her with ship XP. K21 says, only because of XP. All right. Really, really interesting. LA Ravager, XP, got me Sela. I was ready right. with away teams and trade XP. I think I would have had a good chance without the, but I did take her. I did get. You know, <laughs> interesting, Karkin, because I feel like I was prepared as well. I told you guys I had a bunch of research to do. And by the way, I did. I did still do all that research because, I mean, I wasn't going to wait another month, Bubba. I was queued right. up. I was ready. My progression, right. my progression depended on me. Com, you know, going with my plan. I had the whole month planned out, guys. My material spends for for Borg Barrett, they relied on me accomplishing some of these research prerequisites as far as my plan went. All right, I had to do it. Either that or it was wait. Sit back and wait. So um, I also did partake of the XP mechanic. And I did get Sela. Crazy enough, I got her to tier two. I did not win in the second auction, but I was able to get enough shards. By the way, uh, interesting little minor detail to note as we are preparing for grading of the arcs next uh, next Wednesday. But not only a solo milestone component for Sela shards, Bubba Joe, but an alliance milestone as, or sorry, alliance leaderboard as well. Another opportunity at an extra hand of shards which but did they take some of the shards out of the, the the shards were so spread out over events it's hard to see if they had taken some of out of them solo milestone and spread them into the alliance portion whether well, it was just solo, two or three but uh, the solo milestone was still 10 and you got to remember the auction mechanics are typically 10 okay they were typically 10 now with borg barrett they were spread out more and we got more officer shards and various types of sms but typically those paired SMSs with the auction have still consistently, for the most part, been 10. Now, I do remember that there was one from Picard uh, that I think had 20. But his variable was off because he has a higher to grasp, so they were percentage True. of... But the milestones were also milestones were also scaled. Um, and I think, uh, I think there was one other one. Actually, I think it was. It was for Borg 3, uh, Borg Chapring. I think she had one that had more than 10, but it scaled upward as well. Plus, it had the triple. So, um, I just thought, you know, on the surface, Bubba, I actually praise the idea because it's just another opportunity at another small handful of shards. I think that, again, I talk about diversity in spend. I talk about diversity in events. And I think having that ALB, which, by the way, went 50 alliances deep, you know, even if you were in 50th place, I think you picked up, what, two shards? So, you know, these epic shards, I feel like every single one of them is kind of important. And uh, for an alliance leaderboard that went 50 player or fifty alliances deep to have an opportunity at just at a couple of extra shards, Bubba, I, I looked at that as, as a positive move. Even though, even though the auction itself, you know, again, was praised by, you know, the majority of players, but... Despite the debacle with XP being introduced so late, uh, the ALB, I think, was a good move. What are your thoughts? So I get it, right? People have been saving their XP, whether it's officer XP or ship XP, for so long, and they were desperate to want to use it. And so I think that drove the results. But I don't think that, again, I, I can't imagine 
that there was a bracket where somebody was able to use in a competitive bracket. I'm not saying if there were only four people in your bracket or something like that, that you could have used trade XP to score. But in a competitive bracket, I can't imagine that anyone could have possibly had enough trade XP to be relevant against those other two. And so the problem still comes down to that they were that the points were imbalanced right now, maybe if trade XP was a thousand per point instead of a hundred, maybe it becomes, or, or, you know, 500 per point instead of a hundred, you know, maybe there's some balance there, but that was my problem is that there was that basically they took all of the other scoring mechanics and said, well, we're going to have them here because we said we were going to have them here, but they're not actually going to be relevant against ship XP and officer XP. I, I agree. I know that they said that they were going to try to weight them and, and, you know, listen, on the surface, if you just looked at the point multipliers, then they, they were weighted heavy, okay? But, but what Scopely fails to understand, Baba, is kind of what you predicted uh, and what I did. I spent 200,000 latinum for this event. Yep. <laughs> okay? I spent 200,000 latinum for, for Sela this month. And, and not, again, just because I, it was part of my plan. And when they did introduce XP, I mean, let's face it, we haven't had a true domination auction since data. All right? Correct. TNG Arc 1, folks. We have not had a true domination auction. So a lot of you guys have been making progression on ships. Maybe you've tiered a miner here or there. Maybe uh, maybe you had a couple of Stelli, <laughs> Stellas, plural, whatever. Stellar, uh, you, you had a couple of those, perhaps, um, perhaps, maybe Bubba Joe, you had tiered up a couple of level twenty six ships and hadn't taken them out to grind the XP yet, you know, for scrapyard. That is what I relied on. I relied on a couple of level twenty six ships that I hadn't yet, you know, leveled up and that I had tiered up because I want to get the scrapper. I had a couple of Stellas that I could do some work on. I had. I had, I think, probably five or ten levels of a miner. Oh, I had, I had several levels of my Meridian. Crazy how much faster that thing's going now. <laughs> I never, I, I tiered it, Bubba, but I never leveled it. Because, why? I would save it. I would save it for an auction, or I would save it for, for some type of, maybe even a Domination Battle Pass event or whatever. You know, I just, I wanted something easy to click for these things. Yep. So, so I had a lot of stuff that could use it. Arguably, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say this isn't true. I spent two hundred thousand latinum. My account is bonkers stronger than it was at the beginning of this month. Why? Because I knocked out 30, 35 researches, and I, I mean, I picked up all, all everything I got out of the scrapper. My meridians mining faster. Uh, what else did I did I level up? I mean, it just what what a bunch of stuff that I put into latinum or that I put into XP. So granted. At the end of the day, I'm better for it. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. There is nothing that they could have put into this game to balance me spending 200,000 Latinum. Absolutely nothing. Even even if trade XP was 1,000 points per trade XP spent, I still would have blown it out of the water. I still would have blown it out of the water. You can't have those things together. Right. And and if you're a little higher in the 40s, right, if you say had, were competing against people that had a, you know, tier uh, seven or eight Franklin A that they had that they had just gotten the next tier of and they were leveling it up, 
that's way more XP that people are going to be able to spend than anything else that they, you know, it's way more than you can get from the G3 ships. It's way more than you're, you're likely to have achieved with the G4 ships at that point. I mean, the Franklin A gets to a much higher tier, much easier than any of the other ships. So if you were, say, in a 46, 47, 48 bracket, and somebody just tiered up their Franklin A, I will guarantee you they won the auction if they chose to. Because there was yeah. just no yeah. other way to score points that could have gotten to that level. Well, it it was, you know, again, it, it was what it was. I know that players were able to adapt. I do obviously feel bad for the players that, that had put so much into trade XP because it didn't end up doing anything. Um, but, you know, most of those players probably still did, Bubba Joe, have opportunity to spend XP and uh, ended up getting Sela. Now, I know a lot of players even was able, Bubba Joe, to get Sela to Tier 2. Let's yep. discuss this. Is Sela good at Tier 2? I've actually heard conflicted reports. Some people really like her. And, and I'll tell you where people are liking her. People are liking her as long as their opponent is not running Khan. Okay? Khan will, will tear her up. <laughs> Khan will tear her up, okay? Um, if, you, if you're going against a max Khan, all right? So that's, that's not uh, anything you know, that you would want to use just yet unless you're not going up against Khan, all right? At what point would a uh, Sela tier beat Khan? Like, what level? how does she level up? Two, I know she's at what three percent at tier two. So does she go then four, five, five, eight, four. ten? No, no, she goes up to she goes up to six. It's three, four, five, uh, two, three, four, five, six. So All just right, one percentage run. Okay, so she just passes him. Okay. Now Jay, you know what? Good idea. I hadn't considered this, and Jay is absolutely right. Con depends on you firing. Okay, right? Pretty sure. Or is it getting a, hit? Getting hit. Taking a hit. Getting hit. So Jay, I'm, I'd have to, I'd have to think about this. Jay says I use Sela against a Max Con in base defense. Wrecks it. Now let's think about this mathematically for a second, Bubba Joe. If Con procs when he gets hit, Sela procs when she throws a shot. Right. Mm hmm. How would Sela wreck Con in that in that scenario? Seems like you're taking a lot more shots than you would be giving. I mean, if you're if you're attacking a base, you're taking way more shots than you would be giving. And, and by the way, by the way, we should talk about this because I discovered this past week, Bubba Joe, that this is not common knowledge. Let me drop a truth bomb on you guys. Have you guys ever looked at Khan? Have you guys ever looked at Khan and uh wondered because his his ability right significantly decreases your opponent's mitigation you're attacking a base have you ever seen that has anybody wondered about that significantly decreases bubba do you know what says that number drastic, is says drastically decreases. drastically yes drastically reduces mitigation kel says 15 percent. that could be the net number that could be the net number but do you want to know what it's coded as i didn't realize it know that Khan's been in the game for what two and a half years Bubba Joe mathematically this card has the following effect Khan drastically decreases your opponent's mitigation when attacking a base that number is a 1000 percent reduction to your opponent's base mitigation stats all right that's pretty good 1000 percent all right 
Captain Oblivious says, why wouldn't they just put the number instead of saying drastically? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to tell anybody that they were using something as powerful as a thousand percent. Guys, this is why Khan still kind of pretty much does remain one of the ultimate base cracking, cracking crews. I mean, you, there, there's very little opportunity for your opponent's mitigation, for the base's mitigation to be very high. Khan, Khan's pretty significant. Now, Kel says it only ends up being 15%. I mean, 15% mitigation is a lot from with one officer. Then you've got your defensive bonus. Maybe you're, you're targeting ships or you're using a, an anti-piercing uh, or, a, sorry, a piercing officer or something like that. Eh, I mean, it's pretty significant. Couldn't All you right? only know the net if you knew the opponent? Because his is going to be different. So whoever right. you go and up against is. That's true. That's true. Uh, and so it, it is going to be, it is going to be different, you know, for everybody that you hit, but yeah, a thousand percent. All right. Uh, yeah. Goat bear just told you a thousand percent. All right. Oh, Joaquin here. Let me take a look. I, I never paid attention to him. His is similar, but in reverse, he adds mitigation, a significant, a large amount. I was going to ask what his actual number was. I've never paid attention because I've not used it, but I'll find out for you. Very easy. I can find out for you. I'll let you know tomorrow. All right. Uh, 50% chance of greatly increasing, not drastically, Bubba. So I bet it's not going to be a thousand. <laughs> It'd be like 600 or something. I think I he know. would, and he'd still max you. <laughs> I think he maxes you out at your mitigation, the 72 for the, whatever, how many rounds? Two rounds? Dark Lord, remember uh, that Khan um, is a drastic reduction to opponent's mitigation. But if I'm not mistaken, his is a proc chance. Okay, it's a fifty percent chance of doing that. So synergy increases odds of the proc. It doesn't impact the ability. Okay, and Hugo kind of has it right. Okay, Hugo kind of has it right. Khan is so potent that it actually, you know, here's why this conversation happened, Bubba Joe, because we were investigating deeply. We were investigating the uh, problem with the Empress Giorgio and the TOS Kirk and in territories with mitigation and defense and all that stuff. All right. If you guys run Khan uh, and he procs, if you look at the mitigation for that round, it is below the actual game's supposed possible minimum mitigation. Below it. All right. So interesting, uh, interesting math there well k21 says uh uh that oh i see okay you're talking about um i am in the car so i'm not going to be able to keep an eye on the stage if steven's Aaron or car can keep an eye on that jay uh wants to talk a little bit about sila and why she's so potent against con and i think that'd be a great conversation jay uh, i'd like to welcome you to the stage and invite you up to talk a little bit about sila and then uh we'll move on captain oblivious says isn't there a mitigation floor though yes there is and Khan, the only officer in the game who can ignore it. All right. And Hugo knows the math on it. Ripper knows the math on it. Uh, it's complicated. But 1,000% reduction is actually enough to put the base in negative mitigation, which is why you can get below the game's technical bottom end. Um, do we have Jay? Don't have Jay yet. Can't pull him up myself, but I can discuss why he, uh, how, how he figures Sila could soften Khan. 
<clears throat> but until you get them to an equal point, it's only going to be a delay of the number of rounds until he's actually critting you every single time. However, if your rounds are short, maybe you're extending or delaying that continual crit effect for a few rounds. But and it, could it also affect when who 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 goes first? Like who act like if his crit doesn't activate or Sela activates first, then that first round of crit is let. You know what I mean? All right, now she would. You still have a base crit that she could lower. So, would the there's activation always, time there's of always their abilities matter? There's always the twelve percent. Now you're right. Con takes a little bit of time to build up. And Bubba, I would imagine. Of course, it's probably been a little while since Gregor uh, cracked bases. But um, listen, attacking a base doesn't go ten rounds, guys. Usually goes like three, two, three, four, maybe. Okay. Uh, when you're attacking a base. It's not with Khan for his office ability, folks. It's with, I mean, that helps, okay, because you're taking shots from all the docks and all the ships. So he's he's building super fast, Karkin. All right, so I don't know that Khan needs as much time to get charged up in a base attack because... Doesn't he, that even more so negate Sila's effect? If she's only activating from one ship, shooting the him and lowering it, like, what, three that's, times? That's, and well, Khan's that's what gaining I'm, super... Mo yeah. That's what I'm saying. Now, Jay, listen, I sent you an Where'd invite. Look at he was look just at up the, here. I don't know where he went. I'll send it to you again. Jay, click on the green bar and come on up because uh, I, I, I'm curious to hear this. I have not tested her. Okay, I've got her. Haven't put her on a ship the first time. But again, I haven't been in the game a whole lot. So, Jay, we'll, we'll try to dash, dash, dash. <laughs> we'll try to come back uh, and see what we can do. Gobble says maybe she works like Harrison where it affects all ships and guns. I guess that's certainly possible. Uh, that damn Texan says, I use Sela as captain with Khan and Kelvin Kirk as officer on a cloaked Enterprise. Crack a base stronger than I was able to crack with Khan as captain. I I can see that happening, Texan, because, I mean, obviously, you've got Sela who's decreasing the damage brought back to you, right? You got Khan increasing the damage that's being put out. You got Kirk running morale for your shield regen. And then also, on top of all that, you got your massive damage boost. By the way, I, Bubba, I know you're not a fan. I know you're not a fan of cloaking. But guys, I haven't done this math yet. Captain Bull, maybe you would look, or Hugo. I don't think that the cloak damage accelerant, I don't think that's the base, folks. Bubba, have you have you done it? No, Gobbles. No, hang on. I didn't say Sela. I didn't say Sela. I'm talking about the cloak. I personally have a hypothesis. I have not tested. I have not tested. I think that the cloak's 60, what the cloak's damage boost, what's it? What is it? 80%, 60%. Somebody pull it up the chart. Depends on the ship. Depends on the ship. Somebody pull up the chart for the legionary, the level 26 ship. Because here's what I'm finding, all right, by the way. And again, haven't taken the time to math this thing out. I'm sure there's a way to do it. Um, I believe that the damage boost from cloaking is not to base, which would be very counterintuitive, Bubba, to everything that we've, that we've been taught or everything that we've experienced in this game. But look at what Texan just wrote that he can actually crack it, crack a base he's been able to even scratch with a cloaked Enterprise. And here's what led me to think about this. 
I have been summoning my cloaked legionary up to do uh, level 42 explorers in deep space. Okay, Bubba? Okay. Level 42 explorers with Pike Moreau Chen. Now, obviously, that's a great combo. Pike Moreau Chen, I'm getting rid of 96%, blah, 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 to be able to hit them all day. But, I mean, again, there's 6 million hostiles with my level 26 legionary. All right? I ran a test during uh, a cloak and dagger event this past month where I was able to hit 12, all cloaked, 12, Bubba Joe, all right? Okay. The next day when I went up there, I did my three, and then I decided I would just suicide and come home, all right? So I just hit a 42 without the cloak. I did kill it, but it took over 50% of my remaining hull. Now, if that was a 66% boost or an 80% boost to damage as a base value, I would have gotten an actual boost on a legionary of what? 8,000, 10,000 per shot. I'm here to tell you, I can do 12 hostiles with cloaks or two hostiles without. That's not a base impact. There's no way it's a base impact. You know? I mean, has anybody noticed this? Has anybody has anybody actually tried? I was killing Fed, but but again, the only difference, Kel, was cloak. I'm killing Fed with the cloak. I'm killing Fed without the cloak. The tier it's a tier nine, level 45 legionary region. But the there was only one difference. The difference was the cloak. 12 with the cloak, two without. It blew my mind and actually made me wonder, Bubba Joe, if this cloak is actually an, is like whole breach, right? Or a critical. Or a critical. I think it's coded like a critical hit. I think it's coded to make every shot extra critically, <laughs> if you will. It's net. I'm here to tell you, folks. It's net. Texan says with Pike Moro Chen on a D3, I can kill around 20 level 41 surveys. So that sounds consistent. I was able to do 12 level 42s. All right. Scaly back. Yes, I did wait for each cloak. Well, it was the cloak and dagger event. So there was extra points. So I, I spent all my Tetrions that day. All right. Captain Oblivious says now this makes Sela even more valuable. Let's think about this mathematically. If the cloaking damage itself, Bubba, is actually net, then Sela and Tomalok actually just got a lot more valuable. Not only that, but this new radiation research may actually come into play now. Gobble says, screw it! I'm going to test right now. So, all right, here's what we're going to do. Gobbles, we want you to do two runs. Okay, or not two runs, but, but two tests. Bubba, help me formulate this test. Here's what I want to see. I want to see one cloaked battle, and I want to see just the summary screens and see how much hull you, you lost. And then I want to take a look at what? Just probably the first round. Take a look at a couple of the shots in the first round. As long as they're not as long as they're not criticals. I don't want to I don't want to see a critical there. So you might have to do a second battle. Just all the shots in the first round without a critical shot, so we can see what the what the actual normal shot would be. Um 
and then do one with a cloak. All right, same thing, summary page. We'll see how much less hull damage you, you, you lost and what the size of those shots are. Order to Chaos says, I find it hard to believe it'd be on total damage. I agree with you. I agree with you, O2, but 12 to 2. That was the math. All right. I, ugh, kind of crazy to me. It's kind of crazy. Now, Van, Van de Bike says, why would you use Sela if normal hole breach is a bigger value? I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that it was hole breach. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I believe that some part of this bonus is being calculated like hole breach. See, there's two different types of calculations in the game. You've got base on one. All right, which is 98% of the math in the game is done to base. Then you have um, a couple like hull breach, like critical damage bonus, um, like a critical hit itself that are net multipliers. All right, meaning that the, the bonus comes after all the rest of the math. So, for example, if you were doing like a, like a, a net multiplier, if you had a 100,000 shot and your critical damage bonus was, you know, 200%, then you would have a 300,000 shot. It's a net calculation. Um, but not a lot of things in the game are calculated that way. Hole breach is one of them. All right. So that's why I'm kind of thinking that this cloak may be coded a little bit differently than what we had originally thought. All right. Captain Oblivious says, Sela amplifies critical damage on top of the cloaking damage bonus, which I agree, agree with. And that's why if if this cloaking damage, Bubba Joe, ends up being something more significant than base, then it could actually make a difference with, with the rest of this stuff. Uh, Vandebike says, so would hull breach. And, and I get that. I'm not arguing that. But most people don't use traditional hull breach on a hostile grinding crew unless you're Bubba Joe. And you got to go up and start hitting 50 plus. I'm actually not using hole breach. Well, so, I mean, whether it be hole so breach I'm, or not, you're using different abilities up there. It's correct. Not, uh, correct. Not just Pike well, Moreau Chen. What, what's interesting is the crew that I have found most effective for the ships that I have. And again, you know, I, I love the conversation with Ska, but, you know, I, I don't have Ska's ships, so I can't do the same things that he's doing. But the crew I found most effective for me is anti-faction, anti-faction GG on my Tribune so I get the extra shots from GG and then boosting the damage with those. And that's been reasonably effective for me for the hostiles I'm trying to hit. So it's it. while I wish there was something that was like Chen for the larger hostiles, I'm kind of moving forward on the assumption that we're not going to get that and we have to find something different and this has been an interesting experiment to try and find something different that works reasonably well. So anyway, but yes. oh, it's, it's, oh, it's very unique too. I mean, because it's going to be, it's going to be different for a lot of players based on yep. levels of research and, and levels of officers, and different stat bonuses, and this and that. So uh, going to be really, really different. Uh, K21 says, are you considering your anti-faction ship ability of the 26s? I, I am. But again, let me, let me say this again. There's no variables other than cloak versus not cloak. I'm in the same system. I'm in the same system with the same crew, with the same ship at the same time, hitting the same hostel. The only change in variable is the cloak. So, uh, and yes, I agree with O2. He says, listen, throw up the screenshots like you said, and, and if we see a noticeable difference, it could be net. If we see a not-so-noticeable difference, 
then it's on base. Pretty simple. And I agree. I agree. I, but that's what I'm saying. Me personally, I observed a very noticeable difference. So, uh, so we'll, we'll have to see what happens. All right. Sanzo got something pulled up here. See now Sanzo, you're using a centurion. That doesn't look like, that does not look like any difference in any way, shape or form whatsoever. I'm assuming Sanzo, one of those with a, was a cloak and one was not. And based on the battle log, I'm going to say that the first one was your cloaked run, right? He says, yes. Huh. <clears throat> See, I, I think, I mean, based on that data, it looks like it would be base. And I wish Ripper here were here because he would just be able to tell us. But I'll tell you, it's weird. Why, how, how can I kill 12 and 2? It was wildly different for me. There must be something else with research or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have a... I wonder if the radiation research is making a huge, huge difference. I don't think I have a whole lot of that radiation research. Hey, Vandebike, I've only got like level one or two of those because I've been focusing on the shield and hull research. I've almost got those maxed out. I, I literally have only done level ones of all those. Uh, and really, unless that, you're in that was Armada, it. it's not going to affect you. Like you have the... Ex the research is extends your cloak armada bonus mitigation and then crit right now right unless you're super far into it i don't know what's past that the crit i don't damage. know i haven't even tried because i've just been doing shield and hull like th those are the most yeah. important ones for me so that's that's all i've done um <clears throat> so anywho there's there's Sela kind of in a nutshell and um let's see it makes you uh, more valuable too well, it could. I think further testing is needed when I actually have a chance to math, but based on what Sanzo is showing us right there, it doesn't look like it's a, a wild difference. Gobbles uh, agreeing, saying it looks like base, and he is using a D3. And yeah, see, I don't see a lot of difference in his either. One is cloaked and one is not. Based on that first shot, an 82 and a 73, and then an 86 and 92. So your first one was cloaked as well, correct, Gobbles? Looks like it. Um, so there you go. O2 was correct. It is base. And that was what our original assumption was. But I did, like I said, I just got some weird data out of it. Weird inconsistencies. Uh, I'll have to dig deeper into what mine were looking like. Um, taking a look at the event store this week. I heard, I heard some grumbling about this, Bubba Joe, this past week. Did people, did, were people some upset? Was it from me? Were, were people upset about this event store this week? Because mm -hmm. I, I, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I get it. Joker says it was rather mad. Lieutenant Bennett says, no, I wasn't really upset. Uh, JD says, worst ever. I, maybe, maybe I was looking at this from a different angle. All right. And, and possibly, Mark, because I was looking at it with the benefit of insight from Scopely. This was not an event store. By the way, okay, they use the event store tab to, yeah. to give players a choice. All right. But it wasn't supposed to be an event store. Like it wasn't designed to be an event store. There was like three options in there or four options. And, and they were all kind of just, you know, there were seven options. There were seven things you could purchase. Okay. Well, great. Some more choice. And, right. and four of them were officers that were core day one officers in the game which nobody past 39 probably needs right so um I, I'm not, your choice 
Well, okay, cuts down on your choice, but what was left? Tetrions. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I mean, not, not many oh, either. Not a whole lot. I mean, okay. Let me let me rather ask this: What did you guys spend your event store loot on? Because my my option was clear. I look at the available options. I bought faction credits. That's what I did. Faction credits. I bought that faction credits. Wrong. Um, I, I, I just want to go on the record with this and, and this is not official from Scopely, but I really was surprised to see people, uh, really kind of disheartened by this guys. This, this was a Thanksgiving event that, you know, mainly helps and, and a few armadas and, and, you know, killing some hostiles and an alliance milestone and things like that. It, it wasn't super engaging. It was kind of a, it was kind of, you know, the layback event, despite the 640 helps. It was kind of a layback event, uh, Bubba, when you and I were discussing it, I kind of said, listen, this is kind of designed to be relatively simple, take your mind off the game, spend some time with your families, go cook some turkey, <clears throat> you know, and and here are some options at your rewards. Now, anytime that we've had options with rewards, they have typically used the event store tab. But Correct. clearly, this was not a, a 250,000 loot with 50 options worth of event store i know that they use the event store tab but you know uh this was not an event store and and i don't i don't yeah where else do you put it i i think you know what scopely's intent was was hey you know here you know you do have a choice but it's not like you know it's not an event store here you can choose some klingon or some romulan stuff and and you know have at it because the alternative would have been here is the milestone gift, right? That would have been the alternative. The just like any normal event, here are the milestones. Here's your chest, and here's the gift. That right. was the alternative. In this particular case, what Scopely allowed players to do was to choose their reward. So I want to be real careful with this. Obviously, I don't want to sound shilly, but I think players expected way too much simply because of where the prizes were located in the well, game. Well, that wasn't my my complaint. Um, my, my complaint was there were a couple of things. One, that there was not a, uh, that, that what you were getting, like, so, so let me give you an example. Let's say you're not 39, you're relatively new to the game, and you needed Nero, okay? What should you have done from this event store? You were 36. <laughs> okay so you know what i i get that now okay good question good question if you needed shards of nero would it mm -hmm. have been better to buy nero directly or and by the way there's not a right answer to the question because it could still go one way or the other but if you needed nero you could have bought the nero shards directly or you could have bought the credit, and then the credits would have translated into recruit tokens, and then the recruit tokens, uh, the faction recruit tokens, by the way, the faction recruit tokens would have translated into uh, one of, what, 10 officers, all right, with Nero being there, and then Livis, and, and you know, basically Nero's crew being in there, okay? Right. So um, I did not math this thing out. How many faction credits could you uh, could you have gotten? I think well, I got I think I got all five, right? Okay, let me rephrase. How many Nero shards could you have bought the same amount of loot that it would have taken to buy five faction credit points? 
Well, I, I don't. I, I, were the were the faction credits ops dependent? See, I don't know. I think mine I think was I got like, a little over nine thousand on the for five chests. Okay, that sounds about right because I think mine was fifteen hundred and something. So, and I pulled five chests, so that would have been three, six, seventy five, seventy eight hundred. Twelve fifty is how many ch- um, credits I get in my chest for the Klingon. Okay, uh, Mishra knows what I'm after. Seven hundred and fifty uh, faction recruit credits or faction credits for seventy five hundred loot or one Nero shard at forty five hundred loot. So if you take that seven hundred and fifty credits and you buy faction recruit tokens with it, you would have gotten if you are locked at ten million rep, you would have gotten six thousand faction recruit tokens. Oh yeah, well then it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Because you definitely would have gotten more than one Nero shard there. Yep. Okay. All right. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. So so they put Nero in, and they put faction recruits. Now, if a player had recognized this early, or if we had done a show on it earlier, we probably could have recognized this earlier and maybe warned players about the proper way to spend in there. But if you did get direct Nero shards, you probably cost yourself. It wasn't as efficient. Is that your complaint? Is that it wasn't they, they didn't offer balanced rewards? So 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 my first complaint is why are we still offering Nero and Gorkon shirts, right? I get it, you know, they've been around for three years. There's multiple avenues to get those officers. I would have much rather seen a different set of officers um than than those two. Like just you know, Nero's not been in the arc, right? He's not thematically, he just is a Romulan person that you could have in here. Uh, I would have much preferred to see Honor Guard Wharf, although I understand there's a premium on him, but you price him at a premium then. So so, so my first complaint is, is that it's those particular officers. But my second complaint is, is, well, if I had to have those officers, price Nero and Gorkon accordingly. These officers have 8 billion avenues to acquire them. Make them cheaper, right? You can make them a different price than the others because there's a billion ways to get them. Okay. Offering, <clears throat> with an offering that's not that doesn't come around very often. I mean, these are these are holiday events, or holiday offerings. They're not. Uh, obviously, I'm trying to get away from saying that it's an event. Obviously, it wasn't. Um, but the the rewards for this holiday offering, um, if it's going to be like it is uh, the few times out of the year, it shouldn't have um, items that are not as easy to get. So I, I would I totally agree with Bubba on that. It should have items that aren't readily available uh, because they are s- sporadically available in the game. I right. I can see I can see that philosophy. Um, <clears throat> I totally can. And and that by the way was feedback that was sent even without my input. Uh, Snake Eyes, you know, had that on lock, um, as well as moderators and the other content creators. They all they all said the same thing you guys are saying. Like, why these offices, right? Um, me on the other hand, and again, this was probably part of me just not giving a damn this week, Bubba, but I just took my faction credits. You know what I'm saying? Like I spent very little time in the game and I, I just, I just took my faction credits and I didn't, I didn't think much about it. To me, it was a gimme. It was clearly not, um, an actual event store. You know, it was, it was just a reward. And, and in this particular case, they gave me the option to choose, you know, either Romulan or Klingon faction credits or Tetrions if I, in fact, wanted that. And by the way, the Tetrions, while they weren't super cheap, 
they do carry a little bit of value for some players. Yep. Okay. Here's a scenario where the Tetrions would be good. We have complained, right? That there's not enough Tetrion sourced in the game for you to do your big daily every single day. Except at least so far. All right. And by the way, I'm only doing it with a level 26 ship. I'm not doing it. I, I know that the bigger ships are more expensive. I've been doing it with a level 26 ship. I haven't yet not done my big daily because of what's been in the battle pass and and what's been in event rewards and things like that. I've been able to do them every single day, both of them. So, you know, and then players who maybe bought a cloaking pack had extra Tetrions. But if you wanted to focus on that research, and by the way, I'm here to tell you, at least the ablative shields and the ablative hull or whatever those two are called the, in the second column, those are stupid good researches, folks. Stupid 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 good researches the hold points and the shield points they do not require cloaking they have no dependencies whatsoever they are straight up great researches added to base for all ships all right if you go back to when the outlaw tree was released what was gregor is gregor still here because i remember having this conversation gregor had to bounce out of here um bubba joe oh handy what's up welcome to the stage you may remember captain mark you may remember when we were looking at the outlaw tree at the very beginning before anybody even started it tree was introduced we quickly identified two of the researches that were better than anything else in that tree early on what was it hole hole and shield hole and shield all right hole and shield it affects every ship in the game all right. It affects every ship in the game, no matter what you're doing, no matter what ship it is, minor or warship, battleship or interceptor, doesn't matter. It was a straight up base boost to shield and hull. We identified those as being some of the best researches in the entire outlaw. Now, <clears throat> you've got these new researches here doing the exact same thing, but they require Tetrion radiation. The Tetrion radiation is essentially gated behind these daily okay as far as i'm aware you can't buy it uh actually i guess that's not true i think you can buy it um but okay approaching it from a grinder's perspective from a free-to-play perspective we know that we can do the small daily every single day the big daily mathematically what did we figure out captain mark you can do it five out of six days i think is what it was or maybe maybe five out of six days you would be able to do it if you completely only relied on the income from the daily chest. All right. This particular option in this Thanksgiving event store, shoot me. All right. Yeah. This particular option would have given players the option to do their big daily a couple of extra days. And that big daily as a result of getting the free prime in the battle pass this month, in the paid battle pass, that is. So the included prime, rephrase, the $20 prime that you got included with your $20 battle pass, that is giving you enough research uh, or, or giving you enough radiation to go in and complete these researches. Guys, I did not buy any radiation. Didn't buy any radiation, didn't buy any Tetrion. I've got that shield and hull research to level eight, both of them completely free and i haven't missed my big daily yet because of what's been awarded in events this month 
So don't be so quick to write off those those Tetrions in the event store. I'm not saying you should. They are expensive. They are expensive. I'm not saying you should. But um, would give you the capability, Bubba Joe, of probably picking up an extra, what, 450 radiation over the course of, say, a month? And that's enough for two or three levels of that research. So it wasn't a a worthless a worthless option, you know. On the other hand, you may be a player that doesn't have Nero maxed out. Maybe you did go the faction fruit chest option. Maybe you did want to pick up some some Nero shards or some Gorkon shards. You know, listen, Nero after this month is better than he's ever been. Gorkon has always been great because of whole breach. So I looked at this simply not as an or, but just simply here are a couple of options at your rewards, you know, choose your rewards. And for that, it didn't, it just didn't work me up, especially because the rewards were mediocre. They weren't, you know, game breaking, but I also didn't have to do a heck of a lot for it. There was no leaderboard for that. It was mostly just milestones, you know, and not to mention all of those milestones had their own payout and those payouts, Bubba, were very resource rich. The individual events where you earned that quote unquote Thanksgiving loot, they also had other rewards. It wasn't like you go back to a normal event store month. What's the number one complaint we have in a normal event store month, Bubba Joe? We don't get any resources. It's all event store loot. You got it. You got it. That was not the case for the Thanksgiving event. No, no. And that's that's very noticeable. You're, it was nice. Um, I you know. And again, my critique of the event store is that I felt that it could have been more tied in. I, I mean, I didn't have a problem with seven options. If they said, we're only going to have seven things. Some of it has to be old. Some of it has to be new to balance the value. I'd have said, okay, this is what I would have chosen. Now, maybe, you know, Nero and Gorkon still make the cut, but I think that they're still valuing, they're valuing them as a regular Epic officer and, you know, so many players have got them max, and those that don't have many, many avenues to get them. And I just think that there could have been a better balance of old and new. Like, I love the Tetrions in there. Uh, those would have for sure been in there in, you know, my mythical event store that I get to build. So I don't have a problem with that. I also would have included Radiation. It would have been at a premium. And But, that I mean, at least giving players that option. Um, you know, I think that one of the new officers, right, again, at a premium, I think that it, you know, it, it provides players a choice as opposed to where the rest of us kind of ended up, which was, I'll just take my faction credits and run. Which is, which is what I did, you know, right. and, and I did, and I didn't, I didn't give a whole lot of thought to it because, um, granted, I know that, that thematically, and, and by the way, it's completely acknowledged. I'm not missing it in any way, shape or form. I, I don't do um, but one of the big things that has been an overarching, uh, piece of feedback that, that I have heard and Scopely has heard this month is players are overwhelmingly satisfied, not even satisfied. Probably if you're looking at it from Karkin's perspective, you know, on the five point grading scale, very satisfied or highly satisfied with payouts this month. So, um, that being said, you know, given the fact that milestones paid the resources materials that they paid and this loot was simply extra i kind of just took it for that you know what i'm saying I, I took my faction credits and rolled now um i do see in the chat captain oblivious having a sidebar conversation with Incoet, and Incoet has a very valid point 
as does Bubba Joe uh, with his early uh, response to these dailies, as did Gregor, as did almost any level 52-plus player, because the big daily for them... See, there's two different dailies, guys. The, the small daily, anybody and everybody can do every single day. Bubba Joe, do you have the level 26 cloak? Of course. Of course. And the small daily only requires you to defeat any hostile. Any hostile. It could be a level one hostile for that. For that I am killing those hostiles in Orion so hard. <laughs> I'm taking out them level two hostiles like a <laughs> boss. Okay? That's right. <laughs> all right. There you go. So the small daily, all right, anybody can do. But the big daily, obviously, has... Almost, I think it is double. It's what is it? Ninety and one hundred and fifty is the radiation after the prime, if I'm not mistaken. Ninety for the little uh, for the little one, one fifty for the big one. And here's the problem. Here's the problem that that bigger players have, and and I agree, and and we sent it up and and Scopely acknowledged it, said that they would discuss it with game design and see if there was something that would come back. Obviously, we haven't seen that yet. But the big daily required you to hit a hostile, three hostiles rather, or players of your ops level or higher. The problem is for the very upper level of your server, Bubba Joe, your level 26 cloak, can it go and hit a level 53 hostile? Uh, no. No. Well, I mean, no, it, it could. It could hit it, maybe. It could hit it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna <laughs> it's defeat not gonna do it. Anything. <laughs> That's right. It's not gonna defeat it. And that is the requirement of the daily. You have to defeat three of those players or hostile at your ops level or higher. Now, I see in the chat some people are saying, "Well, trade PvP kills." I see that. Even some people in my own alliance are doing the kill trading. Uh, Bubba, I heard you talk about it in your last show. I don't know that that is intended. I certainly can't imagine that it was. Um, but the fundamental problem does go back to the fundamental problem, the Franklin A, right? Yep. Is that players of the higher ops levels, and this is a VIP perspective, so forgive me for a moment for recognizing this, folks, but the VIP perspective is I can't do the big daily, even if I wanted to, without doing what, Bubba? Uh, without, uh, if I am the, if you are the highest ops player person and you you can't there's no one to trade with that means you'd have to go and kill a 52 53 54 level hostile which is nearly impossible with any ship that can cloak there you go like well you not only 52 52 no. you can hit with a, a with a tribune or a or a um a pylum you know depending on their tier but and that's the problem right and so if you are you know and again if you're in those 50 ranges, right, you don't have Pike Morochen to help you, right? If you were at 39, like if you were on a younger server and you capped out at 39, you got Pike Morochen. You can go hit a 39. It's no big deal. Um, so, but it's it's just a matter of, and I think this just comes down to Scopely needs to figure out what it is that is balanced and fair for the players that no longer have access to Chen, right? Or no well, longer can use Chen effectively. And Clyde actually has the answer of, of where I was driving with the question. You could, you do have the capability, you've got the ship that could hit a level 3 hostile, but do you have that cloak included in normal game progression, Bubba Joe? 
Oh yeah, no. I the only way I could get a cloak for those is to is to spend money and 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 I thought ah about it, there you right? go. Well, and here let me just address this for a second. I thought about it this month and I thought, okay, well maybe I can do this. And I go, but I'm about to go up an ops level, and I don't think my ships are going to be able to kill them even with a cloak unless I'm like two or three tapping these hostiles. And I'm like, so I'm really looking at a very limited time usefulness of this because. If not at 53, certainly at 54, and, you know, f- very quickly, I am going to run out of room of being able to kill the hostiles with the ship that has a cloak. And it's like, well, then what's the usefulness of this? Well, the bigger point that I'm trying to make is they had to, just like with the Franklin A, they had to spend hundreds of dollars to even have the capability of doing what we refer to as a daily objective. All right. Um, and, and this is another example of what happened with the original Franklin A. You could do the small daily. You couldn't do the big daily. Hang on one second. Boys, I love you. Love, loves and kisses. Muchos. Love you. Steven Zarin can leave that in the podcast. I love my, uh, (laughs) oh, I know my boy. I love so much. But won't um, this issue solve itself as soon as they bring out cloaks for those higher ships? Uh, yes. Provided that, they're they're just, ava- yeah. provided that they're available. Yes, Joker. I've been parked this entire time because their mother can't be on time to save her life. I mean, so, yes, we've been parked here the whole time. Um, anywho, there's a couple of different ways that they could fix it. And yes, Karkin, if and when they make even the G5 ships available for, for you know, acquisition through faction credits, you potentially look at that. But does a player like Bubba Joe, for example, and, and we're going to move on from this in a second, but does a player like Bubba Joe want to invest, say, I mean, it was, it was 16,000 faction credits for a level 26 cloak. What's it going to be for a G4 epic? 100,000? 150,000? 200,000? I mean, well, Bubba Joe. There's, there's multiple tiers, right? So we have the 26, the 28, there's the 34, 32, the 34, the 41, the 40, you know, when they, 46 is where you really have to get to to try and have a shot in the in the low 50s. Um, I think it's going to cost a lot more than that. And it's just like, okay, well, is it worth it then? Right? I, I, exactly. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's a fundamental problem with that cloaking. Uh, and, and I recognize that and I have fed that back and I agree with that position. That said, um, unfortunately, those VIP players have a slower road to hoe. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can do the small daily, but it is the small payout. Therefore, making the research more difficult for you to, to get and slower for you to acquire. Um, but for players you know, like myself in the low 40s or upper 30s, those Tetrions potentially served a purpose. So uh, that's it. Now, Kept says, speaking of radiation researches, any information on whether there's going to be additional researches uh, in the next part of the arc? Because otherwise, collecting the new dailies aren't really needed after collecting enough re- radiation to max the hull and shield research. <clears throat> Kept, I... First of all, I don't have any information on that. Um, I would imagine that eventually one day there will be, okay? Whether that's next month or six months or six years from now, who knows? I don't know the answer to that. But the shield and hull research are definitely the best. They're definitely the most important. I do agree with that. But if you're doing those daily, and if you're getting that, 
material, you might as well do the other stuff, you know, because eventually, maybe, possibly, you are going to run into a scenario. There's going to be an event, Bubba Joe, just like there was this month, although not that many, but there'll be an event that requires you to cloak. All right. And that research is only going to help. It's only going to help you finish it easier, maybe cheaper, maybe with less damage, maybe. I don't think I would say don't do the research. All right. I think I would say to those VIP players, you know, don't don't freak out about it. Obviously, it's going to be slower for you, which is not fair. Agreed. But it still can be done. And the researches are not game breaking. You know, so except for the shield and hull, which definitely focus. Um, that said, you know, that that feedback has been sent up. Uh, Shorts says, yeah, and Fed players kind of screwed. No, no, Shorts. I, I cannot in good faith. I cannot in good faith sit here and say the Federation players have been screwed when they've literally owned the last 18 months of the game. <laughs> I just can't. I can't do it, Bubba Joe. I, I can't say that it's not time for the Romulans and the Klingons to finally have their day in this game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's, I'm it's, completely, it's, completely agree. Like that, this game has been fed centric for what 18 months since the Borg arc or since the, yeah. the, 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 the mud arc. Like, no, no, no. Like, it's, it's definitely time. If anything, I'm kind of disappointed. We've only gotten the handful of officers that we have. And one of them was a Borg. Like, I was really hoping to get, you know, 10 or something Klingon and Romulan officers. Well, we could. Who knows? I, I don't know. We still what, could. I mean, we have no idea how long the Sark is. We could we're still about to more see Martok's whole family. He's got like 20. <laughs> 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 we're, we're actually going to see we're going to see all the common and uncommon uh, officers come back. So Just wait till uh, duality part three. Yeah, yeah, and duality parts four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Exactly. Uh, we'll see, but uh, but nonetheless, just wait, uh, more. yeah, just wait. There's more. Um, that said, I do acknowledge that there is an Enterprise cloak. Obviously, at this point, it is a very epic, and it costs money. But I still, I'm coming back, and I'm taking you guys all back to the same quote that we have all seen. From the boss man, old man, all right? And he says that at the conclusion of this arc, in this arc's event store, we will see all of the ships available. <clears throat> as well as we will eventually see, eventually, see options in your faction store uh, with, uh, with those cloaks as well. Which, you know what, they made good on in the very next month, all right? They said that it would eventually roll out, that it would phase in. And that's what we got. We got level 26 ships and level 28 ships in your faction store this month. So there's no reason for me. You know, I had this conversation with somebody earlier today, Bubba. Um, I think it was Gobbles, actually. Gobbles is having a rough time uh, today. Be you know, he's got the, he either needs to slow down or he needs to spend a couple thousand dollars and get ahead of the curve because the timing for him, the timing for him on everything is just crap timing. Like, he was the one that I talked about that was just ready to promote and tear up his auger when the shuttle bay came out. And you remember how much ore that sucked up. And then there was, uh, there was something else, I think, with exocomps uh, that directly conflicted with what he wanted to do. 
and and even again here now this month. What was it, Gobbles, you were telling me about this month? What was it this month? You said, I'm keeping a tally, Mark, on the Gobbles Got Screwed uh, checklist. So uh, <laughs> I don't even remember uh, what it was earlier today, but we were having a conversation. Front um, rewards comparison between level 39 and that's yeah yeah 39 and 50 event event rewards and things like that and and pack contents and server aging and evolution and all that stuff you know it 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 is it's just kind of crap timing uh but things like that happen you know and you either got to get ahead of the curve or, or sit back and enjoy it a little bit but but uh you know that kind of thing is is just going to happen and i do believe that we'll see this other stuff I, what i was driving at there bubba was that I don't like to, to do a whole lot of what if, because if we worried about everything that could go wrong with this game, we, we would be thinking about a million, you know, potential futures, a million potential outcomes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I prefer to kind of wait until something bad happens before I try to react to it. <laughs> because you just got to sit back and let it happen. Yeah. You just got to sit back and, and say, yes, sir. May I have another? Um, and, 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 and not, not even, you know, that, but trying to predict the what if kind of scenario is extremely difficult, uh, in this, in this environment. So, you know, try not to try not to let yourself get worked up about it. We'll, we'll see, you know, right now they have not stalled. Okay. Federation got a cloak after only a month and the level 26 and 28 ships were delivered as promised. And we'll continue to see. I I would expect to see maybe level thirty two, maybe even G three epics next month in the faction store. Bubba Joe, don't know, but uh, if they continually phase these in, and this continues to be the feature of this uh, seasonal arc, then I don't think any of that stands to to be unreasonable. But we shall see. Have no idea uh, what what the uh, the future holds and I, I just i would go batty trying to predict all of it um that said <clears throat> let's talk about something that scopely did not say was coming bubba joe scopely was very quiet uh when this came out as a matter of fact the only news the community received of this very silent very polarizing change was through a single screenshot from wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. There's another side to this argument. There's there's people that are in favor of this. There are. Okay. There are. Um, I, I haven't met them yet. Okay. Continue. Sorry. So so <laughs> I let me let me tell you. I know that that people are going to disagree uh, with with some things that I'm getting ready to say. Now I have been very. I've talked about this a lot in the chat. I agree that there should have probably been an alternative solution i believe that i agree with the intent of this change but i would have preferred to find a solution that does not impact legitimate gameplay even if it's only one percent and what we're talking about folks is the silent change the change made to the game in which scopely themselves have remained silent and that is this new 1,500 hostile a day limit. Now, the reason that I bring it up uh, at this particular time is because somebody said a few moments ago, and I don't remember if it was in Coet um, or, or another player, Captain Oblivious. Um, let me just tell you what I know. So this past week, Scopely, uh, we found a, a screenshot 
when a player discovered he was no longer getting loot drops from hostels, no longer getting reputation from hostels. And uh, he sends a ticket, and the ticket comes back and says, we have implemented a change on the 25th of this month, so only a couple of days ago. On the 25th of November, we implemented a change that now prohibits the gaining of reputation, hostile drops, or loot chests after 1,500 hostiles per day. Now, here's what we know. Here are the facts. Armadas don't count. Event scoring will continue to count. All right? So if you are grinding at a solo leaderboard for grinding, then you can hit 5,000 hostiles if you want. You will get points for all of them. You get points for events. But after 1,500 hostiles, you will not get drops from the hostile, which could be dangerous, right, Bubba? That would be board probes, security keys, frequency modulators, all right? Or even uh, the the loot chest from those. Tygo core grinding, all right? Officer XP. Scout. Scout. Reload tokens, okay? None of that stuff will apply, will drop after 1,500 hostiles in a day. Yes, Captain Oblivious, it affects actual cargo loot. If, if you're going to grinding security keys, then you're done. You're absolutely okay. done. After 1,500 hostiles, you are paid nothing. Am, am I the only one who sees so many problems with this? You're not the only one that sees so many problems with this. Um, like a lot of problems, potentially. Let's go down a couple of them. I'll give you the first one, then we'll come to Bubba, we'll come to Mark. Listen, I acknowledge that this is a very unpopular chain. There was a reason behind it, and, and this is going to make me unpopular. I agree with the sentiment. I don't think I agree with the execution, but I totally agree with the reason. Uh, before we come to you for your list, Handy, yeah. let's, let's call it what it is, all right? <laughs> this change was implemented to, quote-unquote, eliminate the benefits of botting, okay? Botting has been an issue in this game for three I know that players fuss about it. Players like to complain about it. Players like to accuse other players of doing it. Uh, they report tickets all the time. Sometimes those things are actioned upon. Other times they're not. Here, here's what I've been saying in chat. And I, and I know that, that Bubba and Handy will objectively agree with this. Proving somebody is a botter is extremely difficult. I know somebody's going to say, well, <clears throat> you know, somebody said in chat or, or he flew right by my ship and he would normally kill me or, or the pattern between his ships is, is weird looking. That's fine. None of that is evidence. Okay? None of that is evidence. And, and when Scopely is looking at these reports, and, and I know that this is, this is going to be controversial. But when Scopely's looking at these reports, guys, they ain't taking your word for it. Okay? Yeah, Sorry. They, have proof. they ain't taking your word for it. You can have 100 people say, Handy is botting. They're not going to take action against Handy <clears throat> unless they can find evidence that botting. <clears throat> now, somebody comes to me with a player profile screen of Handy that shows 9 million Alliance helps. That's probably evidence of botting. 
Okay? We we talked we joked about that, Bubba, here about a week or two ago. You would have to send, what did we figure out the math was? 7,000 Alliance helps a day. I bet you he didn't have a problem with the Thanksgiving event. <laughs> it's an easy one. Yeah, it was an easy one for him. He only does 7,000 helps a day. That's probably about the closest thing that any player has ever submitted that would actually be considered evidence. All right. On the other hand, it's still not 100% foolproof, is it, Handy? No, it is not. It's not. All right. Proving botting is an extremely difficult thing. Scopely and I have talked about this because there's nothing that interacts with the client. There's nothing that interacts with the server. It's it's on screen. It's like remote desktop. It's it's really difficult. Okay. That said, that said, before you start, Andy, that said, this, I believe, I believe that that their goal with this change was to try to find a way to eliminate the, the benefits of botting without having to prove that somebody's a botter or ban an account of a botter. All right. That said, I know that people are fussy about this. And I know, and, and I'm going to open the stage for debate here in just a second because Bubba Joe is dying right now. I know his numbers. His numbers. His numbers are going to dispute mine. His numbers are going to dispute mine. But I believe that there are a great many players fussing about this who will never be affected by this, who have never been affected by this, and will never be affected by this limit. For the record, I am one. I don't believe that there has ever been a day in this game where I have hit 1,500 hostiles. All right. And I know everybody in the chat right now is going to say, well, I do it for Crucible of War or I do it for this or I do it for that. And and here's what I've got to tell you. And I've got my notes pulled up from what I told you in the chat earlier this week. Um, Crap. Where did I just lost my notes? I don't remember the ever number. Does anybody have my quote? Does anybody have my quote? It would be great if you could find it. Less than can't find my notes. Less than 1% of players have hit 1,500 hostels in a single day during a seven-day period. Less than 1%. or something? 0.02% or 0.01% do it on the regular, okay, as in multiple days in a given week. Now, if I am just on the outside looking in, if I'm on the outside looking in, and I'm looking at a statistic that says 0.01% of players hit 1,500 hostels seven days a week, that, to me, kind of points a little bit of a, of a red flag at that player. That player is probably a botter. 0.01% of players that do this every single day. Less than 1% of players do it at least one time in a week. And I don't remember what the other stat was. It was much larger. What was it, like like 12 or maybe 17%? I don't remember what the other stat was. It was bigger. So you've got uh, players You've got players like, like Ska and Inkoet that takes them a couple hours to grind that many hostels. About two and a half, Inkoet figured. So, and I accept that math. I've seen Ska do it. The thing is, I know that's not, not many, the norm. 
not a lot of those players are doing that every single day. You no, know, of course not. and and so the, herein, I know that there's fundamental problems with this, but this this is why I feel like there's a a lot of rabble rabble going on out here because if if one if less than one percent of players even do it once per week, then are you really losing much? Even for um, the player, even for the player who does do it one time per week. Normally, no, but you've always got those events that come up every once in a while that people really go for. Now, let's say, for example, that you you have a really good paying event that's a leaderboard that's grinding hostels, and I'm in a bracket where I've got a bunch of tryhards, and they're all out wanting normally they would grind more than 1500 hostels that day maybe it only happens once a month or month or once every six months but it does happen so now you're basically saying that well you know in your bracket when those events come up everybody's going to have pretty much the same score because they can't do any better well so oh, but if, they can but if, they if, can if it, affects, if it affects the events now i don't it know does not. It, okay it does well, not then, i know that, that was part of the those were part of the facts that I just stated. It does not affect event counting. It will not affect okay. an SLB. It doesn't affect armadas. Uh, so loot chest my... even from armadas. Yeah, so events, you're not capped on an event. You're just capped on what the hostel would drop. All right? Now, so let's let's say, for example. That, though, there's there are people that regularly they get close to the end, and now you're throttling them, where they may you know, take a day off, you know, their day off their Sunday or whatever, and they might sit down and grind for 10 hours. Now you're telling those people that they can't do that. They're limited to two hours or four hours or however long it usually takes them to grind that many hostels. You're basically limiting play for a lot of people. I understand it, it's not, you know, it's not going to affect me because I don't ever sit down and grind that many, but I don't like the idea of them throttling people. I think it's crap. And I think the botters are just happy to do their two and a half hours a day or however long it takes their bot to do it. And that's still plenty for them. And they're still going to bot. And I don't think it's really helping anything. Well, I do agree. They're still going to bot because the whole reason that they're botting in the first place is, and, and again, if you're a botter, I don't particularly have any judgment on this issue. It's against the terms of service. All right. So I don't, I don't think it should be employed in this game. Uh, but I'm not going to come out and, and damn you to hell for, for being a botter. That said, and even I admitted earlier, I'm lazy. All right? I think botting is very lazy. I think it's cheesing the game. I think that you're not enjoying the game or the spirit of the game by doing that. I mean, like, you know, whatever. You're, you're grinding. You're, you're having... You're getting un you're getting benefits in the game that you don't deserve. All right. That said, I ain't here to judge. I ain't here to judge. I've said it a gazillion times. Big country has always warned me about passing judgment on the show. I'm not here to judge. All right. I ain't the judge. I ain't the jury. I ain't the executioner. I don't personally care. All right. That said, I don't think it's going to stop the botters either. They're just going to do what they can do, and they'll move on or stop botting for the day because the whole point of botting was always to get more, right? To progress faster, to get more reputation, get more loot, to get more officer XP or whatever it was that they were grinding for. That was the whole point was to get something for nothing. So they're still going to take what they can get for nothing 
and then move on, right? So I agree with you, Handy. It's not going to stop the issue. But I believe what Scopely feels is that it will limit those gains. It will prohibit the botters from having leaps and bounds of advantages over that of somebody who's going to do it by hand. Um, and so I, I agree with that, with, with that philosophy, but, but again, I would have preferred an outcome that doesn't actually hurt players. And, well, and I, I gotta be honest end, with you. Though, it's not going to hurt those players. It's going to help them, I believe, because really they've got a problem sitting there for 10 hours a day grinding. <laughs> well, so if, you know, funny anything, enough, Bubba, Bubba saw this. It actually told me, he said, it's kind of a relief. Now I can only grind for two and a half hours and I got to stop. So, you know, it's, it's funny you yeah. say that because I even said that to Bubba earlier this week. I said, okay, you know, like joking, you know, joking in full effect here. Like, maybe this is Scopely's version of, of, you know, Addicts Anonymous for Star Trek Fleet Command. Like, right? Like, <laughs> Probably you know, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is Scopely's version of 1-800, you know, Commanders Anonymous or whatever. Um, <laughs> because you, you are going to limit what some people can do in the game. But, but this is what I drive back to. And again, I'm, listen, I'm watching the chat. Trust me, I'm seeing it. I know you guys aren't happy about it. But I'm here to tell you. Out of every single one of you that are chatting right now, one out of a hundred of you have done this in the past week. And only, I don't remember what the number was, Bubba Joe, I think I told you, only 11 or 12 of you out of a hundred have ever done it, Handy. And, and that, I think these numbers are really telling, all right? I get it that if you're one of the 11%, or if you're one of the 1%, then I totally understand your perspective. But if 11% of players have ever hit 1,500 hostile, even, in, even one time in one day, it's only 11%. And, and less than 1% of players do it once per week. Uh, to me, that feels, that feels like a very small number of people and, and again, I come back to the daily people, all right? And I understand your time. I do understand. You take a day off or you have a day off and you want to do extra. I do get that perspective. That's not lost on me, I promise. But I just wonder how much it really would hold you back. Maybe we need a little bit more data. You know, on that day, all right, on that day, that 0.79% or whatever it is, just less than one is all I know. On that day where you do hit 1,500, what is it? 1,510? It's 1,700? Or is it 4,500? You see what I'm saying? That may be an interesting statistic to look at as well, Bubba. Go ahead sure. with, your, with your second point. I know that you're, you're bursting into <laughs> scene. All right. So, so here's the the problem. I the, I have a number of problems with this, and I and I, I don't know if I've verbalized this with you. So I have a uh, a tinfoil hat theory uh, that may cut, sound somewhat of sound come come off a little bit conspiracy, but theorious. But uh, uh, but my problem is this. So there's a lot of players. In fact, we recommend players think about their gameplay efficiently. Right? Do you have to do Borg every day? Do you have to do Eclipse every day? Do you have to no, you save up, you bank up, you do what you need to do. 
Um, so for me, when I get to my maximum number of tokens for Borg, I will go and hit Borg and I will do all of my tokens in one day. And then I will not hit Borg again until I have my maximum number of tokens again, or I've run out of Borg nanoprobes. Sometimes I let them stay at maximum for a little bit. That's 750 hostels right there without doing any events, without doing any grinding, without doing any faction hunting. That is an absolute... I mean, it is a very real thing that people that play in that regard are going to get to 1,500 very easily on those days. And that's the problem I have with this. Okay. Um, I, I Let me counter, or not counter, let me discuss this point with you, and then we'll move to your next one. Because I do the same thing. I've told you, I bulk play Borg. All right, I wait till I have nine cells. I go and I do two, and I claim the two that I've got in my chest. So I will play... Uh, usually 10 cells because I'll leave myself one just in case an event or something crazy would pop. So, like, uh, you know, if I have nine, I'll do two. I'll claim my two. I'm back to nine. And then I'll play all the way down to one. All right. So that's me doing 10 cells. Now, Bubba, your research clearly miles ahead of mine. But I don't think that's 750 hostile. All right. Because I'm filling my Vidar, and I'm not hitting – I think we did the math on this at one time. I think I'm hitting like 40, 45 per run. Are you using so, Ston? I absolutely am. I'm bringing home 406,000 every single okay. time I go in. 406,000. So I do have the Vidar skin, so that requires me to hit a few less. And my 5 of 10 is decently geared, so I'm hitting a few less there. But nonetheless, I'm filling my cargo at 406000 At that point, there's no need to continue going. And I'm doing that on, on maybe, let's call it 50. If we called it 50, that's only 500. Now, granted, it's still 500. But I can also tell you what happens to me when I'm done with that 500. I am pissed. Okay? I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> I am so over it. I hate it. I am not a grinder. I am so not a grinder. So that being said, I can see where someone could dump 500 into that. But that took a couple of hours. Because you only got one ship in there. You only got one. So that in itself took a couple of hours. What else are you doing? What else are you doing that's going to take another thousand hostiles? So, so... I tracked mine this weekend when I did my board dump and it was on average 70 hostels per per run. And I had 10 cells. So it was roughly 700 hostels. Um, but you know, so you have your daily, well, you have, you, you, go ahead. Okay. I, no, you know what? Never mind. I'm not, I'm not going to, you, do you have the skin? No, I do not have the skin because the skin's been offered once. Okay. So are, and, and you're filling at 406,000. Yes. So, if you're getting 400,000 at 70 hostiles, I, I feel like you'd have to be getting more probe drops than that. Let me, well, let I'm me not check. being selective. I'm just hitting whatever. I average, uh, the average that I get from a hostel is right around, um, uh, is somewhere between six and 800. Six and 800? Fix it. Yeah, that seems way low. No, that's not right. Yeah, if you're doing 400,000 at 70 hostels, you're averaging 5,700. Sorry, 6 or 8,000. Sorry, I was uh, off by zero. I was going to say, mathematically, your average is 5,700. 5,700 is what you're getting. So if you are getting six to 8,000, then you're filling up. 
faster than 70 hostiles. Why would you stay and keep hitting? Well, you don't. Unless you're really close to dying, then you would hit to make your warp time faster. So you don't have to warp back. Okay. All but, right. So so that's that's trivial, but nonetheless. All right. So you got let's say that you you are doing seven hundred. I I think that I think that, that number has to be a little bit less, Bubba, because you there's no way I'm getting more probes than you. Yeah, you we have the skin. Well, yeah, but but it's still capped at four hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? Even if you survive longer than me, you would still I I my skin is what, fifty percent? Is that what the skin is? I actually don't know. Let's see. Skins are us. Let's look. And I know that the skin makes an impact. But 50%. let's fifty percent. So okay. All right. Let let's go. I'll go with seven hundred. I think that that's that's an aggressive number, but we'll we'll go with that. Let's let's use worst case scenario here. Let's use seven hundred. Sure. You got eight hundred more to go. Where are you doing another eight hundred hostile? Uh, I'm grinding rep. I want to get my rep. You, you we've talked about this. If I didn't have to get, uh, if I wasn't trying to get to the the G the G five minor skin, my rep grind would be significantly less than what I want it to be. That I would I would be easing my way into it because I'm you know I'm not I'm not trying to get to fifty six I'm not trying to get to the rare ships yet I'm I'm going to take that fairly slow uh, but I want that skin I really want that mining skin okay. and I got to get to two point five to get there so do you and you have told me that 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 grind is is particularly brutal you're getting ten to twelve hostels per per hole um. Is that how you're grinding rep, or are you dipping down and doing the 51s Chen? I'm, uh, I, I will usually have multiple ships, so I will have a ship that is grinding uh, 50-51s, uh, and I will have uh, a ship or two that is going into the deeper space to get uh, you know, bigger bang uh, for uh, shorter trips. So if, if you had to characterize an average, obviously hitting the higher hostels is going to result in a lower average, but if you had to calculate an average number of hostels per hull what would that be uh so the lower one is getting um probably a hundred the 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 the, the chen one is probably getting a uh because it's not the deep deep it's the it's the regular 50 50 ones uh so it's probably getting 100 to 120 and the deeper ones uh that those two ships are averaging probably um a dozen to 15 so um so if it's 30 so say it's 150 so say it's 50 per hole on average and you're doing three ships and you're doing this simultaneously presumably right yes, so like you've got yep so so how long awesome. that's right great great tool <laughs> so how long how long would you expect uh, or, or what's your ratio then? So if, if you're killing 100 to 120 on the small ship and you're killing, say, 15 on the big ship, are you simultaneously grinding this out? So, like, you're, you're repairing your big ship 10 times to every one time of the small ship? Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, and are, are you legitimately – and I'm asking this only because I've never really – you know, I've never talked to you so, about your actual habit. I, but, but you're talking – you're talking billions of titanium a day in repairs to hit 800 hostiles. Yep. And how often would you say that you do this? 
I probably do this uh, twice a week. I will try and set aside time twice. It's not every day. So that was your argument. And she was like, no one's doing this every day. Well, I don't do it every day, but I do when I have time, when I've got a day off or I, you know, I've got an evening, I'm not doing anything. I will do this, sit down and do this because this is a goal that I want to achieve and I want to dedicate some time to doing it. And this change is, is very frustrating to achieving that goal. Now, you know, if, if I was to violate the terms of service and use botting, like I ha- could also achieve that goal while I'm sleeping or while I'm at work or things like that. But, you know, in a legitimate fashion, a couple of times a week, I'm doing extra grinding just so I can get this. And that's, you know. So, okay. And that's fair. So we've, we've talked that that would be roughly 800 hostels. Yep. Um, and, and I see, I see people talking in this. So I appreciate the data that everybody's popping in. Right turn Clyde says he can get 400,000 probes on about 45 hostels. That's about, that's about where I'm at, Clyde. I think I'm slightly higher. I'm probably closer to 50 to, to, to actually fill up. So I'm with you there. Um, and Coet is talking about some, and he's agreeing with your number of holes and hostels. So let me ask you guys this, everybody. How much time do you have invested into those other 800 hostels? Like before the cap, if you're doing this once or twice a week, Bubba, how much time do you have invested into that sole purpose, that rep grind? Uh, that's pro- for me, that's probably, uh, it's probably three hours. Of doing nothing but that. Nothing but that. And where, so on, before this change, what did you find your habit being? Like if you had the day to do it, if you if this was one of the two days that you were planning on doing, where how long would you go before you'd lose your mind? <laughs> uh, so so if I'm playing on the PC, it's I I you know I sit in my chair for about three hours and I'm done. I got to move around and stuff. But if I'm if I'm lounging around and playing on my phone, you know, I, anywhere, uh, I'll keep going. You know, like on a Saturday when I got nothing going on, I have to do it all day. You know, I'll I'll, I'll grind all day long. Well, and Clyde, especially, I'm not, time is not in the arcs, especially between the arcs when like a crucible of war comes up. I'll just, I'll just continue to grind all day long because I'm helping the Alliance and it's points. And, you know, I'll go way beyond what the expectations for the event are. I don't care that I'm losing, uh, I'm losing value on the event. I'm getting the reputation that I want. It gives me right. an excuse and to gr- grind all day long. And, and Clyde, I don't mean to say that time is not irrelevant, but, but for the purposes of this, what I'm trying to figure out is what the delta is. All right. And because and, even for players who are going to do the 1500 hostel, my, I, I think my, the fact that I have never done this, it does make it difficult for me to understand this for, from a perspective of somebody explaining it to me. So while we're talking about it, I'm trying to A, have a full understanding of what players have lost, but B also explain to other players why this is important because, you know, as you said, Bubba, and as Handy pointed out, are there players on the other side of this? Absolutely. There are. So why do they need to understand your perspective? So that's what I'm trying to get to is, is the Delta. If, uh, if, if you spent before this change, Bubba, how many hostels on 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 a on a random day of your grind do you think that you would hit before you just had to stop? I I I don't know. I don't know, DJ. Um, but it, so let me let me let me take a step back. So so the people that are on the other side of the argument, 
Um, so if we, you know, I think that your opinion on botting is a fairly universal opinion. I know there are people who bot and are, you know, they don't, they don't see a problem with it. They use it, whatever. But I would say that a majority of players agree with you that they don't like botting. They think it's, you know, somewhat of an unfair advantage. It is against terms of service. I think a majority of people, and if this is being implemented to help limit botting, there are going to be a lot of players who are like, fine, I, I, this is an advantage that so-and-so has over me, and I, I'm sure they're botting provided evidence and scope does something, whatever. So, but they, they want the fairness, right? They don't want to compete against people who are playing 24-7, right? That, that you know, aren't actually online 24-7, but are taking advantage of this automation tool that they think someone else is using. Uh, so I understand that there are people that are like, if this is a tool that helps stop botting, I'm in favor of it. Got it. I understand that opinion. But I think that as a general limitation to the game, I think that even those players would appreciate a different tact to combating botting. Something Which, that doesn't hurt players that aren't botting. Perfect. I love Bubba Joe, you you and me should have been co-hosts back in the day. Like <laughs> when I when I had my show, I'm telling you, I wish I'd met you 20 years ago, man. Because we, we complement each other so well. This is a perfect segue. Because what I wanted to discuss tonight is what players would rather have seen. Because i got to be honest with you. I don't know what that answer is. All right, If you cannot prove from a server-side perspective that a player is botting, then how do you address the botting problem? And now the stage goes quiet. This maybe this, this is, is all just an elaborate trap. Like like they're gonna they're <laughs> watching. If you don't complain after you've killed, you know, twenty five hundred, you know, if you don't send in a ticket, it's like okay, that guy must be you know, he's either not paying attention, or... <laughs> right? Maybe if you continue, if you are continuing to kill ten thousand hostiles a day, maybe you're a botter. No, you know, here's the thing, and and this is a perfect segue. This is what they did. They limited 1,500 hostiles per day to, quote-unquote, prevent the grinding advantage. Now, I do joke. Obviously, it's rep. Rep is the factor that they're trying to, to limit because ain't nobody breaking their hearts and crying their eyes out over the Kira BPs that they can no longer acquire. All right? So right. That's, that's not the issue. It's the rep. Let's not. Everything else that you get from grinding, you can get by spending money. Rep is the only thing you can only work hard in the game to get. So everything else can be gotten some other way. That's right. So it's the reputation. Now, how if, I mean, players have been asking for this for two years. I get reports on it weekly. All right. I'm not kidding you, Bubba. Handy, weekly, at least one different player profile is sent to me by a random player who's pissed off that that player is botting and it's not fair and they want them banned. I get it all the time. All right. So this is not an issue. Wait, this is not an issue. To to you? I'll start forwarding to you. As oh, you know what? No, <laughs> yeah, you're not. I've got a lot you of are... people I don't like that I'd like to accuse of that. Yeah, you are not supposed to send them to me. <laughs> but people do it anyway. People do it anyway. I get these reports all the time. So I believe, I believe that it is a clear, overwhelming number of players 
it's probably a majority, probably a large majority of players, uh, that botting is a problem and they'd like to see it stopped. So what do you do? If this is not the answer, what do you do? And by the way, Kel, video evidence doesn't, you, you, there's no such thing. There is no such thing. You cannot watch another player in space and that be evidence. Okay? That is not evidence. And, and I know I've said this at the beginning of this segment. Players are going to agree or disagree. Well, this player passed me up and were at war and he definitely would have killed me. That's not evidence. It, I, it's not. All right? So, Handy, you agreed with me at the beginning that, that evidence Actual, legal, because, listen, if you're going to ban an account, all right, you bet your bottom dollar that Scopely's legal team is making that decision before they ban an account, especially if it's got real monetary investment, okay? There's legalities surrounding banning an account, all right? There's actual monetary loss surrounding banning an account. So you know they're not going to do it lightheartedly. So, Handy, what do you do? If I, this is I not the solution, think, what's the I, answer? I don't think there is a good answer. I think, I hate to say it, but I think the option they came up with is probably the best option. Well, we don't I, really know all of the restrictions they have on tech. and It's easy for us to say, like, oh, they should just do this, this, or this. But if they can't even track someone in a certain way that we expect that they maybe could... Like, if you had two ships moving at the exact same millisecond, would that not show that you even have? A, even, even a bot doesn't do that. So I, I probably no, a bot, shouldn't. A bot ex- clicks the buttons like a person. So there's it no does. way to prove it. Exactly. And so, so, Baba, I probably should not be teaching players how to bot uh, tonight, but I'm going <laughs> to expl- well, explain and, this. And having, having <laughs> two sh- hang on. Having two ships moving at the same time is not evidence. I know lots of people that use Ripper's No, mod. activate their movement at the exact same moment of... Yes, but having two ships moving, like you absolutely can have two ships moving at the same time. You click one, you send it to attack, click the next one, send it to attack. Well, that's what like, I mean. There's, what, a, there's a space and time is, between is, your clicks. I'm talking about the right. activation of the movement right at the beginning. Well, and, and so here is, here is a, perfect, here's a perfect example of, of the, a legitimate question. So Karkin is either brilliant... All right. He's brilliant at at laying out the deceptive play here or he doesn't know how botting works. Okay. Well, bot- botting you you set the time. So if you're an idiot then well, yeah, you you probably could prove it that way. Honestly. Karkin, I would just assume that a program I think, has I think that's of, even I think that's know. even arguable handy because and, and let's so this is where I, I kind of wanted to avoid but I, I guess I'm going to have to touch on this. Let's let's teach people how to bot. Uh, botting <laughs> does not violate the rules of the client. All right, botting is merely a um, uh, a macro or a, a replacement for your thumb. All right, it still operates within the technical confines of the client. So you theoretically, Karkin, could not even with a bot initiate two ships motion at the exact same millisecond because a bot uses the client a bot does not replace the client it uses the client so you are still you know required to initiate warp all right what what botting does essentially is 
is automates the clicks. All right. But you still got to do the clicks and you still have to give the client response time. So if if I select a hostile and attack it and then I change ship docs and want to select and then locate a different system and select a hostile and then attack it, this bot will or or any bot will still proceed with that in a natural progression of how the client responds. We know that the client can get hung up, right? You can't you can't change systems and initiate attacks within the span of say one real-time second with two different ships. The client isn't fast enough. The right? only way you could do it is to actually is hack even a- the client and then that would be a breach of TOS, but the botters don't do that. So even a yeah, bot if is, you, is if you replace is at the, the client. mercy of scopely lag. Even the <laughs> bot is at the mercy of scopely lag. Is correct. Uh, the difference is, and and here's where people maybe don't understand. Like for example, let's say in territory capture. All right, botting doesn't give you any advantage, and this is where people do get confused. I've had some people tell me, "Well, they attacked my ship, and and they shouldn't have been able to win." That has nothing to do with botting. Botting doesn't change anything on the server. It doesn't manipulate any data on the server. Botting is merely an automation. It's meant for farming rep. It's meant for farming hostile. It allows a player, quote unquote, pewter, AI, whatever you want to call it, it allows that player to play 24 hours a day. All right. But it does not violate the rules of the game. It doesn't, uh, uh, let me rephrase, it doesn't violate the, the technical capabilities. Correct. It doesn't violate the capabilities of the system or the client. It's literally just an automation system for players to, to be active 24 hours a day, if they so chose. So you program the pattern. You can, you can you know, define the time, as, as Handy just pointed out. Now, again, Scopely is probably really going to be not happy discussing this topic, but, but obviously this change is a big change. So it's important for people to understand what botting actually is what it's doing and therefore why scopely made the change that they did all right because if the bot itself folks has absolutely no interaction with the server it it, think of it think of it like okay i have oliver hit reds for me okay i've done that i've admitted that i think most of us have let our kids play at some point or another, all right? If Oliver was a robot that didn't need to eat, breathe, or poop and did that for me 24 hours a day, that would be a bot. But it's function... It would save you a lot of money, too. It would. And, and, <laughs> and that, but that is exactly how it works. Somebody has your phone. Somebody has your app on Bluestacks. Somebody has the app on PC. And they have a computer AI automated system clicking it for you. Instead of Oliver hunting the Reds, I am having this AI hunt the Reds. It uses the same client. All right. So this is why people don't understand. This is why it's insanely difficult to prove. Because there's no interaction with the server. None whatsoever. All they can see is somebody playing for 10 hours a day. And by the way, nobody programs a bot to run 24 hours because that, Andy, would be evidence. Yes, okay? If the well, bot I mean, never logged out 
if the bot never logged out and it was literally hitting hostels 23 hours and 59 minutes a day, that's evidence. I mean, but these guys don't do that. Well, I don't know. I, I know. Listen, I'm sure. I'm sure that he probably did for a few minutes at a time. I mean, the dude had to take a pee, right? He had to pee. He had to eat. Um, but you know that that I would imagine that Wham's actions could have been called into question during that event. That's probably realistic. That being said, there were multiple witnesses to the contrary. I mean, we were in voice, you know, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think he was right. ever looked at for right. that. But the point but is also, right. yeah, right. if you look at that, if you look at that, you know, three day event or two day event or whatever it was, as a one off. And I know Wham grinds a lot. He does. But I, but I'm still here to tell you he doesn't do it 10, 12, 15, 18 hours a day. So, I, again, I just circle back and we can move on from this topic because I think my point has been sufficiently illustrated. How else do you address the community's overwhelming concern about botting? And, and unless somebody has a better idea, then dare I say, community, you asked for this. And I know I'm going to get lynched, Bubba Joe. I'm merely, I'm merely being an objective observer from somebody who doesn't care. Let me, let me be very clear on this. I I'm in the 89% who have never, ever, ever hit 1,500 hostels in a day, nor will I ever. I am not a grinder. I don't like to compete in those, in those types of leaderboards. I, I want to blow up my phone after I spend 10 Borg sales. It kills me. I just can't sit in one place and do that that long. All right. I know some people can, and I ain't judging. All right, Some people can do that. I just, that's not me. So, so let me be clear. I don't care. I have no dog in this fight. I am merely observing what the community has sent to me for the last year and what Scopely has now come out with and said. And now everybody's upset. But what else could they have done? So, so DJ, you are of the opinion, based on what you've said here, that this has been implemented solely for the purpose of limiting botters to me that is what it looks like based on what i've been told and based on what i've seen from a couple of different tickets we gave you the one ticket um i have seen the results of three different tickets one of which specifically stated and i don't know stevens aaron if you happen to have it there was one ticket that specifically stated that it was for botting let me be clear if there's one thing that i will agree with 100 percent of players on it's that Scopely has communicated this very, very poorly. And, and if they are to blame for a massive fault here, it's that you didn't bother to tell people that you were going to change this mechanic. Even if you felt that it was only going to affect 1% of players, you still owed it to the players to inform them of a core game mechanic change. So I will agree with everybody there in that Scopely massively failed on the communication front. That being said, I have nothing official to offer you, Bubba Joe, because even to this point, Scopely has not released a statement. That said, read between the lines. It is my opinion 
based on the information provided to me that the intent of this change was combat botting. So why now? Uh, if this was if this was to combat if this was to combat botting and botting has been a problem for three years, why are they doing it now? Why does any change happen at any change? Why did they change burning now? Ah, ah. So, so burning was because the ships that were burning and dying from burning were were fu- the the imbalance and repair was why that was. Changed. Oh no 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 not not seven months ago. I'm talking about the burning change last week. Oh, All right. so I I don't know. Um, so See? I, See, hold I on. Think- I don't know. I don't know. Why now? I don't know. I can't tell you that either. Why now? Because they finally got to it on the checklist? I don't know. Why? Why did it take them eight weeks for them to even follow up with us on the Wesley Crusher bug? Because they got other stuff going on. They saw how quickly people could push on the rep after it passing 50. Well, Seems that could be. Faster calculated numbers. I, I have seen. I have seen. That is the number one alternative reason that players are coming out with. Uh, I I consider myself, uh, I, I don't know if I want to say friends, because we don't talk as much as I would like. I think I would be very good friends with him. Uh, but I do like very much conversing with Ska and learning from Ska. Um, if you want my personal layman's opinion, like not as a content creator, I think this is... I think it's this is as much a dig at Ska as it was that Neotech banner. No disrespect to Neotech, but that was disrespectful in my opinion. You know, I mean, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm teetering on an edge of, of inappropriate conduct here, Bubba Joe, let me know. But I think that was highly inappropriate of Scopely to do that. Um, and if I am speculating, I would imagine that, uh, I- that this affects players like Ska. Yes, and, and it feels I like it was that, an in-your-face moment. It, 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 this to me feels like it is targeting the player that that's, that that there is a concern that players are going to get through this content far too fast, and instead of programming limits in, whether those be reputation limits or you know special tokens to get past operation limits, instead of doing that, which they could have done, because this is not like this is the first time that they've you know stop and go and stop and go because they did it at 39 and then at 50 so they could have done that again for 50 plus but they didn't um this feels like honestly it either they looked at how far scott and others are advancing they've already got the rare ships and they're moving on and went wow that's a lot faster than we thought they were going to go well now we got to think about this and i think that's what this is i i mean it also addresses botting to some extent Right, but it doesn't actually stop botters. Botters just stop getting effects after fifteen hundred hostels, right? So, I mean, to me, it feels like this is being done because they're concerned that the content is going to run out, or you know, maybe there's some other reason. But I think that the concern to me is this feels very targeted towards the players who play the game the most, which happen to also be a lot of the players that spend the most, and it feels very unfair, right? Now, they could have very easily just put the brakes on and said, "Hey, once you reach." 8 million rep or 8 billion rep, you're not going to get any more rep. We're putting the brakes on this right now. I'm sorry. You can go do something else. Um, they could have done something like that. They could have said, hey, we're really concerned about this. For those players that are so far advanced, we're really sorry. We want to put the brakes on this. Um, but this this effect really feels targeted, uh, not just at botters. And that's that's my concern. I, you know, maybe it, 
Maybe they thought that it was only going to affect botters and no one else. But I also think they could have listened to the interview you had with Scott. And he said, yeah, I'm going to be at 15 billion on my first one before the end of the year. And they're like, oh, <laughs> right. You know, and I got to be honest with you. I would be, I would be extremely disappointed if they listened to this show and heard Scott say that and made this change because of that. I, I got to be super honest. I would be extremely frustrated. All right. And Scopely, you know, Bob, Bob uh, said here a second ago, I'm a, I'm a brave man for saying what I said. I, I stand by it. But Bubba Joe... And, you know what? And they would we, not we, have necessarily. They would not have necessarily had to listen to your show. They could just be tracking his progress, right? Because I think we're all pretty sure he's the furthest ahead. He's got multiple rares that are max, so he has the maximum loot bonus. His five is max, so he's got the maximum rep gaining potential of any other player that we are aware of in the game, right? So yeah. uh, maybe they just weren't anticipating how fast he was going to be able to grind rep, and maybe that's the you know. Um, well, I, this feels I have, very. It's not much of a secret. Yeah. No. Well. I agree, and, and, and I have said multiple times, and so has Ripper, I don't think anybody expected the climb from 50 to 60 to happen like it did. I, it, it's, right. it's, you know, I know we're, we're kind of feeling like history has repeated itself here, Bubba Joe, a little bit, but, but I, don't, I still don't think, I never would have guessed it. I, even now, today, I never would have guessed it. Now, Ska says that the reason that he's done it is because he's had more fun doing it, and it was a better value than G4 was. He feels okay about doing it. It's within what he feels is reasonable to spend on entertainment because it was not as bad as G4. That's what he says. So if that's the case, you know, then good job, Scopely, for making it better. All right? But I, I think that they, and maybe not, Wrongly so, Bubba Joe, but they clearly underestimated players' drive in this game. That being said, and, and I want to get ready to wrap up on this topic. I've got one or two other things I want to talk about before we wrap up. Uh, that being said, all I know is, is what I have been told and what I have shared with you guys. I have personal opinions on it. Um, I agree that this affects players who play legitimately and therefore... Um, I would have preferred to see a solution more directly targeted at actual TOS violators. I don't know what that answer is at this time. And it sounds like at this point we've had absolutely zero recommendations from the stage on how they could have done it in an alternative fashion. Um, that said, I had one, but it wasn't so good. Higher detectives, but you know, in game detective, it wasn't a good idea. That's just no good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, even somebody, you know what? In I fairness, had the idea that they'd use it as a trap. So, in fairness, I got one somebody. Idea. Well, somebody <laughs> even told me. Somebody even told me he admitted it to me in a chat. Well, guys, and and a lot of people claim to be me, and a lot of people claim to be Taylor Swift, and a lot of people claim to be employees of Scopely, and and even this past week, I saw a chat of a player who claimed that Scopely lifted the 1500 hostile limit just for him because he threatened to quit. There is all levels of trolling out there. And even a text conversation with somebody trolling you is not considered evidence. I mean, I know it sounds crazy. Andy, if I told you in a PM chat, 
Oh, I love this new bot software. It is helping me so much. And you send that to Scopely. You know what? It is not actionable. Right, because they don't know if it's true. Because they cannot verify its authenticity. And it could have been sent from anybody. It could have been freaking Photoshop. It could be anything. It's hearsay. It's hearsay. So even 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 if I said it, I could just be joking with you. It could be a practical joke. There's no evidence there. And that's what makes this conversation. uh, That's what makes this conversation controversial. And that's what makes this decision controversial is that they just have no way of doing it right now. So, So, you know, what? you get you get the final word. Wrap it up on this. All right, so this is gonna this is gonna sound very familiar to anyone who's been listening to the show for a while. Do you know why we get to have this conversation where we speculate as to what Scopely was doing and why they were doing it and what they were trying to accomplish? And we get to have this kind of conversation because they don't tell us themselves. Bingo. Because they haven't come out and said anything because they tried to push this change somewhat in secret, although they had a CS person say it and that got shared with the community. What if that person that put in that ticket didn't share that? Right. I mean, maybe some of the people would have noticed. Right. But how long would have I mean, so they didn't come out and say this is what we're doing or what I mean, there's the there's a screenshot of a CS person. If they had come out and said, we're thinking about this or we're going to do this. And this is the reason why and this is why we can't do anything else. Like they would have communicated with us. It's been a completely different discussion. I do want to uh, very quickly as as we wrap up on this. I just posted another CS reply from a different representative. Thank you, Raj Al-Ghul, for sending this to me. And actually, Bubba Joe, this one is a little bit more detailed. And according to this particular message, outlines a multi-step plan in their, uh, in their attempt to nail down botting. And, and whether or not it is suddenly an initiative Maybe it is, Bubba. Maybe botting has become rampant. Maybe with these super high reputations, um, they feel like, you know, now is the time to to address it. Maybe there are more players that they feel are potentially using it. I don't know. I can't explain their timing because, again, they haven't shared that with me. But either way, if this is a new initiative, if this is something that they're looking at doing, then... I don't not support that initiative, but I wish that they had, A, communicated it better, and B, I do kind of wish that they had found a mechanic that did not affect legitimate gameplay. Um, That said, this is what they're doing, and we are but at the mercy of whatever Scopely Overlords decide to do. Um, That said, uh, let us move on. It's been a good conversation, by the way. I appreciate everybody hanging in. I know that there's very different points, but what I love about this show, what I absolutely love about this show and this uh, community is that nobody has gotten fussy. Everybody has listened and understood and brought up their viewpoints, and I love that. That wouldn't have lasted five minutes. Uh, wouldn't have lasted five minutes in, in official Discord. So thank you guys for having a real and objective conversation. And allowing me to be objective about it as well, without blasting me for for being a scopely clown. Um, so I appreciate that. Let's um, get ready to wrap up here, Bubba. There was one other thing that I, I did want to get into tonight, 
which was the three-year anniversary chest, and that was added to my list at the very, very end. Bowser. Dang on. I thought you were going to say the uh, missing event turkey, Avatar turkey. I thought you were you know, I don't know anything about that daggone turkey. If I, if I were guessing, that was supposed to be in the Alliance milestone for the Thanksgiving Day event. I'm going to guess that they forgot, left that out. I don't know how they're going to make it up. I don't know if it just gets comped. I don't know, but you're right. That Thanksgiving Day turkey avatar is missing out of the game, and it says hashtag it'll be earned. Turkey is missing. That's right. <laughs> hashtag bring me my bird. Give me my bird, Scopely. Um, uh, oh, you know what? Okay, I've got a couple of announcements to make. Let me do these real quick before we get into our final topic. Bubba Joe, a couple of announcements. A, um, we are going to try a Secret Santa this year. Bubba Joe, I actually have intentionally not told you about this program. I did talk to the moderators about it, and they kind of like the idea. Guys, um, I don't even know where it is at this point or how I get it to you. I know I put a link to it in our announcements channel the other day. Folks, we have created um, a DJ's wish list, a Christmas wish list. Now, this is not, if you look at it, it's kind of full of, of some quirky stuff. It's not, uh, you know, studio upgrades or, you know, stuff for me or anything like that. There's a bunch of items in there. I don't remember what Snake Eyes and I put in there. There's probably 20, 25 items in it, Bubba Joe. Um, we created this wish list with the intention of asking the community to buy the Christmas gifts for the Talking Trek staffer. All right. So uh, the contributors and staffers and the people who put in tons of time and work, they have a Christmas gift in the list that, uh, that I have published. All right. DJ's wish list. That means that Bubba Joe has an item that was specifically chosen and selected for Bubba Joe. Arian has an item that was specifically chosen and and put in that list specifically for Arian. Um, and there are a few extras. There's a what few extras. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, I know. I know. This to me, this to me, when I started, so at first I just started thinking, okay, you know, Maybe some people would like to try to pick up a couple of gifts for, for whomever. What started this conversation, Mark, was somebody wanted to send Ripper cookies for Christmas. They oh. legit wanted to send Ripper cookies for Christmas. So we figured out a way to allow that player to, to send the cookies to us, and then we're going to turn around and forward that to Ripper's home address. In the process of thinking about this, I thought, well, golly, doesn't just need to be Ripper. What about Steven Darren? What about big country? All right. They deserve Christmas nice. loving too. So we, I went through everybody in, uh, in it, you know, that works with our show and, uh, and, and got a Christmas gift for them. And I put it in this list. So folks, you have an opportunity to help contribute to the talking Trek Christmas party. All right. It is a secret Santa of sorts because even Bubba Joe does not know what item belongs to him. That said, there are a few extra items. So my hope is this, Captain Mark. My hope uh, is that the community completely buys out the list. All right? That, that, the, that all of the list gets completely bought out. Because if that happens, then we are going, because there's a few extras. If that happens, we are going to take the extras 
and we are going to give them back to random members of the community. All right. So oh, that's nice. So Reed may come in here and actually buy an item that was not intended for a talking track staffer. Mm-hmm. And it will be an item that we give back to our community as we get closer to Christmas. So folks, find the Amazon wish list. It's in our, our graphics room. This is not full of junk items for me and Snake Eyes. It is uh, for our team. And this started because we decided that we were going to send Ripper cookies. And then it just kind of snowballed into something bigger and cooler. Uh, so yes, uh, if you guys back. talking tracks, uh, secret Santa, and uh, and there are, there's a few extras in there for members of the community. If in fact we get the list filled out, if we don't if we don't get the entire list purchased, then you know we'll we'll get what we got and give it to the staffers. But if we can get the list sent out. Then uh, or uh, get the list completely bought out, then we are going to uh, to give some of those prizes back out. And yes, we will mail them to you. Legit, like we're going to get the prize and we're going to mail it to your home. All right. Uh, we can do that now that we actually have a legit shipping uh, facility set up. We've got uh, the ability to receive mail and the ability to send mail with an official business address and a legal business address at that. So we're really, really uh, excited to be able to use that. I'm sure it's going to be expensive, uh, but I don't care. I just want to use it. All right. <laughs> I just want to use it. So uh, we're paying for it. We might as well use it. So uh, that is what's going on with the Amazon wish list. If you guys will take a quick peek at that. Nothing in there is ridiculously expensive. Uh, we tried to keep the, the items at a, at a relatively you know lower, lower pace. And by the way, if you decide that you didn't want to necessarily buy off Amazon, then uh, you can buy them elsewhere. Just mark them off the list, all right? Because if you buy something, it'll remove it from the list. If you buy it somewhere else, then uh, you'll need to mark it off the list, and then we'll get you the shipping address to uh, to, to send the item. But uh, I thought that was going to be kind of cool and, and kind of fun that, to start out with. That's really sweet of you, DJ. That You know, after, having said that, it seems like a really inappropriate time for me to bring up my beef. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, God, you know, uh, Bowman says in the chat, way to ruin a moment. (laughs) Bowman says, this is worse than Rebs. Buy me a house plug. You know, this is why, this is why I thought it wouldn't be as bad. Uh, look, homie, because am I saying you're right? Lock me. This is why I thought it wouldn't be as bad because you're not buying anything for me. As a matter of fact, there is something that I want. I haven't put it on the list yet. Um, because I don't know exactly what it is. I want more RAM. I want more memory for my streaming computer. Now, I haven't put those memory sticks on there yet because I don't know what kind I need. Snake Eyes is going to help me figure that out. So I haven't put that on there yet. There is nothing on that list that's for me, uh, Bowman. So I know I know it sounds a little silly, uh, but this is mainly, this is just for, for other people. There's nothing on there. Actually, I will, I will take that back. There is, I did put a gift on there for Snake Eyes. And what is, maybe what would be more fun about this is you guys trying to figure out what I chose for the members of the Talking Trek team. Like, if you look at the list, what is the gift that I put out there for Bubba Joe? <laughs> Bubba Joe is not going to guess. And when he when it's revealed what gift was his, he's probably going to be he's probably going to be mad at me. I put a gag gift in there for him. I've got a real gift, but I also put a gag gift in there. Um, lock me. Okay, gotcha. Sounds Sorry. Like uh, yeah. So I've got a real gift for for Bubba Joe in there, but I've also got a gag gift. 
So you guys should take a look at the list and have a little bit of fun trying to figure out what I actually chose for two because some of them are serious, but a couple of them are gag. And one or two of them is completely obvious. For example, the, the Taco Bell gift card. I mean, we all know that that belongs to Stevens Heron, of course. <laughs> a no-brainer? Obviously. Um, obviously. That's, uh, that's for Stevens Heron. So, uh, that, that yeah. said, so I've got, I got that announcement. American card for New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we've got, we've got that going on. Um, let's see, what else was there? Was there something else I wanted to announce? Uh, hang on. I think that, that might have been it. That might have been it. Okay, so looking at the anniversary chest, I actually do kind of like that. That was a nice, that was a nice thing. Um, was there anything else on our list, Bubba? We did the Secret Santa giveaway. You did not share your list with me. I cannot tell you what was on your list or if you've hit everything. <laughs> it's in the it's in the announcements channel. Um, well, okay. Oh, Let's okay. Look. Somebody somebody did okay, PM yeah. me this. Somebody did PM me this. Uh, if I'm sorry, I don't mean to I don't mean to stay on this topic. If you are going to buy something from the Amazon list, uh, if you buy it through Amazon, our shipping address will automatically populate. I have never done this before, but apparently it's a feature of these wish lists. We have set it up so that if you buy something from Amazon, by the way, use our Amazon shopping link so we get paid for it too. That would be cool. There's my, there's my buy me a house plug, look me. Uh, use my Amazon link so I can make three cents for every dollar you spend. Um, if you use that link to buy something uh, from Amazon, once you go to your checkout, like once you go to your cart, our address will actually show up in your list of addresses. So like when you go and you choose the address, like use this address or type in a new address. I don't know how Amazon does this. It's kind of crazy cool and very creepy at the same time. Because you're shopping off our list, it will inject our, our shipping address into your address book. So don't ask me how that works, Bubba Joe. But if you buy an item off our Amazon list, our shipping address will actually show up in your address book. Super creepy. Well, that's, it knows both is, of you, is, both, you play, you both people things? buying. I didn't. It knows I the didn't person hear. buying, and it knows the person you're sending it to. So, um, well, what we're you, doing is we're having everybody send everything to us, and then we're going to distribute it to to everybody. So that's why right, I say it'll right. probably be a little expensive. We're going to pay for shipping uh, on all that stuff. Like Amazon's going to pay for it the first time, and then we're going to pay for the shipping to send it to to everybody involved, including Ripper over in Germany, Arian is working on getting all the shipping addresses for all of our people uh, right now. But Ripper already said he was first in line. He said, what, Christmas cookies? Yes, please, ship it here. And sent me the address literally within minutes of me launching the program. <laughs> so he was, he was pretty pumped. Um, anywho, the, the, so the anniversary chest, I guess, Bubba, did you want to talk about that? Because the only other thing that I've got is I want to start uh, laying out the groundwork for our grading show, which will come up Wednesday night. Wednesday night, uh, we will do our grading show. And uh, sorry, I'm trying to take a picture of something. I'm going to have to pull over. My wife, has your wife ever done this? My wife sends me a text message that says, send me a picture of your credit card. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, notice my Notice my response is not, why do you need it, or no. It's, my God, woman, I'm driving. Let me pull over. Let me stop in the middle of this highway so that I can send you a picture Shouldn't of the Shouldn't it be prove your identity? 
send me a picture <laughs> of. Well, it is in text, so I'm probably safe. Um, but yeah, she's like, here, send me, send me a picture of your credit card. Oh, doing that, which is I'm concerning. Sure you take a picture of the back too. It is concerning because that means. Oh, she's got that number off by heart. She needs to spend something <laughs> you know, that's more care, huh? <laughs> more expensive than the list or more expensive than the daily limit she has on her card. So that's learning. Um, we got a we got a daily spending limit on our debit card. So if she's wanting the the real credit card, then trying to spend too much money. Well, I'm sure she's buying you a Christmas present. I told her not to get me. You know what? My wife. I tell her every year, I, I really don't want gifts. I let me. Okay. You know what? We'll take three minutes on this. Do you guys <laughs> actually want Christmas gifts from your spouse? I don't not, not material gifts. Okay? Depends. Are you the one paying for it? Yes. That's the thing. Then you I get would... to be very specific with the gift you choose. They just get, get to be the person who goes out and gets it. This is, this is the thing. All right. If I want something for me, I just go buy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need, I don't need my wife to buy me something. I, okay. I, you know what I would rather have? I'd rather her make me a lasagna or I'd rather her make me a coupon book full of adult entertainment favor. <laughs> okay. Like I, I don't, I don't need her to buy me an ice maker, for example. I do want an ice maker. I think I'm going to go buy one. But yeah, I know. stuff like that. Although we, we could take a couple of minutes and talk about poor Paul. Did you guys read that Christmas letter? Paul's in okay. trouble. Yeah, he needs help. Paul needs help. For those of you listening in podcasts who are not a part of our Discord, uh, let, me, let me see if I can find this letter for you. All right. Uh, it is in our Discord in the polling station room. If you're listening in Discord, and uh, there is an opportunity for you to weigh in on this, uh, I'll give you the results here so far. It's actually uh, surprising. All right. Uh, Dear Talking Trekkers, my wife has asked for a treadmill for Christmas. Either that or a new pit bull puppy. Since I'm so over having animals in my house, I am thinking of opting for the former. That said, I've heard many, many stories of divorce and bad things happening that start with, he bought me a treadmill for Christmas. Is my wife setting a trap, or is it possible that she truly does want a fancy pants new Nordic track for Christmas? I would kind of still like to have all my teeth on Christmas Day. Sincerely yours, Paranoid Paul. Your chance to weigh in here, folks, is Paul's wife setting a trap. Should he, in fact, buy her this expensive Nordic track, or should he avoid at all costs the idea of buying his wife a treadmill. The audience has weighed in. 321 people agree that he should not buy the treadmill, Bubba Joe. 100, I think that's a mistake. 132 people say go ahead and buy the treadmill. Uh, he needs you know to what? buy the treadmill, and then in addition to that, also buy another gift that reflects like the opposite. Like, no, I don't care. You know, like a, a lifetime supply of chocolate or something. <laughs> How, first of all. How do you buy a lifetime supply of chocolate? I don't know. Like somewhere in Switzerland, I bet they got a deal. Bubba Joe, <laughs> uh, let's let's weigh in on this. You know what? I would almost like to make this a segment leading up till Christmas. If if almost. you guys have letter, if you guys have letters, all right, where we where we as talking trek can help you with your holiday 
uh, stress, I would very much like to do that for you. Okay, uh, it, it will 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 open up DJ's mailbag here. Okay, Paranoid Paul has the first letter of the season, uh, and there you go, Bubba Joe. If you were giving Paul advice, what would it be? It's a trap. I, Don't I, buy I, the treadmill. I, I I would do it in the Admiral Akbar voice over and over and over again. <laughs> it's a trap, Captain Mark. Are you uh, are you with Bubba Joe on this one? Have to agree. Yeah, that's anytime uh, exercise equipment is brought up, or even the hint that that she may be fat is is a problem. Mm. Blue Mandalorian says if it's an upgrade to existing equipment, you could do it. That's the problem uh, with this trap. It's a paradox trap. Because if you don't, and she say, "Can't you even listen to me? I told you exactly what I wanted, and he couldn't even give it to me." <laughs> I know, right? Paul's that's in why you, Paul. You got to discern yeah. it by getting that gift and then an additional one in case in the moment she's like not in the mood to receive a giant treadmill. You have something else like the puppy that she wants. Joker, Joker says the options are not clear on the poll answer. I think the question is super clear. Is his wife laying a trap? Okay. Uh, and, and the trap would be of buying, buying the treadmill uh, when, you know, you're not supposed to buy your wife a treadmill Christmas. Captain Oblivious says, buy her the treadmill and an ice cream subscription. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> so like good. I said, with the chocolate, you know. That's, that's right. Yeah. D- DJ, DJ 27 says, just ask her again and record it for posterity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess you can do that. She also says she wants a puppy. So because she gave a secondary option, that's. I, I like this answer. King Eagle says, anybody heard of the Kobayashi Maru? I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> I'm with you. I think Paul. I think Paul is in a lot of trouble. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think Paul's in, in trouble. Um, so, anywho, that there it is, Paul. There. I hope that that is somewhat helpful. It looks like the majority of the community is saying, "Don't, don't do it. Buy her, buy her something else, like a, like a mop, or a mop." Cl- no, don't clean don't it. listen to that advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoever you know said what? mob should, should be that yeah, should no, be ignored. So how about how about how about you know what? You could buy her you could buy her a cloak for her enterprise. How about you do that? You would be uh-huh. you would you would win that. Buy her a cloak <clears throat> for her enterprise. That would be fantastic. Okay. Uh Bubba Joe, you've got uh you've got something you want to bring up. Real quick, if you guys want to write letters, if you are out there and you got a trouble, send your email to talkingtrekstfc at gmail.com. Talkingtrekstfc at gmail.com, and we will help you with DJ's holiday mailbag. Bubba Joe, you've got the final segment. What do you got, Bubba? All right. So uh, I, I, it occurred to me earlier this week, um, you, you've kind of wrapped me into the Talking Trek team, and I really appreciate being a part of this family, and I and I think about, you know, you know, I've been able to do a couple of shows and I'm a regular and, and I think, you know, damn it, he's quitting. No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> wow. So, so, so I, I'm like, you know, but it doesn't feel like I'm really like a the start of, of a day, family. John later. It, it yeah, feels I know. like, feels like when Ripper has something to say, there's some music and we're in shoes in big country. There's this bell that goes off and there's this sound effect for Gregor. He wants Where's his intro mine? music. Yeah. Okay, I can do I that. Well, some, I, I I need something. What do you want? What do you want? Well, did they choose theirs or did you choose them? Uh I chose it. Okay, so? I'll come up. 
I'll come up See, with something. That's my beef. That's I, I feel like I'm being feel like I'm still not quite part of the family because I don't have a sound effect yet. Okay, Bubba Joe, let me ask you this. Your name, Bubba Joe. All right. Bubba Joe. Wah, wah, wah. No. <laughs> no, I I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking Cotton Eye Joe. All right. Now that's just me. But the first thing I think, you know what, Bubba, before you and I ever met, because obviously you're you're a smart guy, you're very intellectual. But the name Bubba Joe, I mean, like the first thing I think of is like Joe Dirt. All right. I think I think of country banjos. I think of of a washboard band. All right. That's what I think of. <laughs> you're you're obviously a very intellectual, intelligent person. All right. But but the name Bubba Joe strikes me uh, strikes me as country bunkin. All right. So you would be offended if I chose Cotton Eye Joe as your theme song. I would. I, 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 I can all but guarantee you I'm not going to be offended by anything you pick. Oh, OK, good. Well, then it's settled. <laughs> it's settled then. Fair all enough. Right. <laughs> seems fair. Joe, Joe Dirte. You got it. All right. Um, let's talk about grading very quickly, Bubba Joe, as we get ready to wrap up. How long have we been on? What time we go on? Eight, like right at eight. Or was it a little, it was, it was a little after eight, right? Oh my God. It's 11, three hours. Jeez. How did that happen? All right. I'm always surprised by that. They're crazy. No, I don't think it's been two hours. It's been three. We went on at eight. It's 11 my time. Um, Bernard says any hints for the December arc. I cannot provide you hints yet. We are still inside the arc. <laughs> I, I, I'm able to bank on this almost every month, Bubba Joe that Sunday is the last day of the arc. So I'm actually off the hook providing a hint today because hints come between the arcs. Uh, so I have nothing for you. Plus, Bernard, uh, as mentioned at the beginning of the show, I don't even have my, my arc preview meeting until Wednesday. So actually, I have absolutely nothing to offer. Sorry. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing yet. I don't even know yet. All right. Clueless one says, will there be Apex? No idea. I, I hope so. Uh, it's the last month, but I got, I got no idea. Uh, that said, grading of this month is coming up. This coming Wednesday, showtime, approximately 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, for those of you wanting to tune in live, and thank you to all of those thousands of players uh, downloading on iTunes and iHeartRadio and Google Play and Amazon Alexa, amongst many, many others uh, in our recorded podcast format. Uh, grading of the show coming up this Wednesday, Bubba Joe. Very quickly, uh, unprepared. We have not discussed this in the slightest. Right off the top of your head, three things that stick out at you, good or bad, that you want to discuss and what are going to have a heavy portion of this month's grade riding on for you. Uh, so I think that we have our, our criteria that we use a lot, and I think it applies this month even more so than in previous months, and that's milestones versus rewards, right? Um, milestones for the events and rewards based on those milestones. So I think that is going to be a heavy influence. Um, we talked about it on the Wednesday show, being very thankful for a lot of the, a lot of ops players being very happy with the payouts. Um, and I think it's looking at what are the milestones and what were the rewards for those. And I think that's going to be a chief grading uh, criteria for this arc. I think a lot of players do need to keep in mind also, because I I know that we have brought it up, and I know that we have discussed it, and I think a lot of players uh, are going to, rightfully so, look at this from their perspective, from their experience, and I expect no less from our contributors 
At the same time, our contributors have a little bit of an extra responsibility to make sure that not only are they relaying their perspective of their gameplay, but also being cognizant of the players around them, which is why we brought up, uh, you know, players from various ops levels, including Kargan. Uh, I can tell you right now, Bubba Joe, tell me I'm wrong, that your perspective on rewards payout this month is going to be different than mine. Yes, it is. It is going to be. Uh, and we will be prepared to discuss that in a little bit more detail. Uh, Bubba, I do. You know what? We'll come back to this here in a second. Somebody told me it's only been two and a half hours. So maybe we've got a few extra minutes. I actually have some data um, that I was able to gather up this afternoon. I know you said that you were working on yours. I don't know if you got a chance to finish it. But I did, in fact, uh, collate all rewards from all of the ticketed events, all nine of them. Oh, I've got um, Good. Maybe we should take a look at that here in just a second. I've got it in a nice, neat little spreadsheet. Not suitable for sharing because it's very ugly, but I will be able to share the data uh, that's on it. We'll talk about that here in a second uh, as we are laying the groundwork for our grading show. And obviously, rewards being a huge, huge part of it. Uh, what would be the next item for you there, Bubba Joe? Uh, well, I think that the um, the specific events, I think we've seen in the chat, I think it's more than just Armada events. I think it's the Armada events. Uh, there were a lot of those. I think it's the territory capture event. So it's it's what were the themes of this arc? And it definitely felt like both Armadas and territory capture played heavily into the arc. And it's that's something that needs to be discussed. I mean, we had an 11 or 10 day event like that's a majority of it's almost a majority of the arc it's almost half of the arc so that's obviously has to be something that has to be talked about i bet in that there was only five alliances for each server who really had a good time (laughs) well that's arguable i mean did many alliances actually in fact have a good time because (laughs) because a lot of alliances just dropped and retook what they what they already had gave them a chance to spend some of those cores but to my knowledge, and I did poll uh, or reach out to several players across several servers, there was there were very few instances where alliances got real aggressive and started, you know, moving across the map and displacing people and and uh, you know actually trying to rack up those points. Most people made arrangements, you know, and uh, I know that that again, it's like Scopely just cannot overcome the politics of territory capture. They have yet, Bubba, to provide enough incentive that everybody wants to fight over. Because even with this event, alliances made deals. And uh, I know that it was not the intent, I don't believe, of this event. The intent, oh, I can tell you, the intent was to get alliances to move. They that got happened. all the little alliances to move. Yeah, Everybody right on out. The right out the front door. The yeah. That's right. They moved right out the front door is what they did. A lot of refreshing um, happened last week on the lower plane movement of all the spots around the big spots. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know that that was an enjoyable experience for those alliances that got booted out. Uh, But nonetheless, we can talk about that. Uh, Captain Mark, let me come to you. Uh, Maybe the number one or two issues that you would like to discuss a little bit deeper and that are going to impact your grade most significant way. Oh, um, uh, you might want to have to come back. To- <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. 
Karkin, uh, let's come to you as an Ops 32 player. I'm taking player. a lot of heat over this missing turkey th- fiasco. Uh, okay. <laughs> right, that's that's an me? important that's an important thing. Yo, G, what's up? Welcome back, man. We missed you for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Gregor, you had indicated at the beginning part of the show that this was an arc in which you found yourself unable to complete all of the events due to time and holiday and work and just some of the really grindy elements of this arc, uh, you know, such as Armada after Armada after Armada after Armada. Um, If you are heading into next Wednesday, what's the number one or number two points that you as a player uh, are going to find that most heavily influence your brain? Uh, Cloaking, because I still am not super happy with that. Uh, But it actually, I, I... Having entered a war during this, I actually think there's more value to cloaking than I originally thought, but I still am not super happy with it. And territory takeover or territory capture, I really feel like there's something wrong with territory capture. Like I think this system of timed takeovers and and a lot of that stuff happening during the day is I, that system has to be readdressed somehow. I don't know what the fix is, but I feel like it's not it's not in the right shape for the game i I think the coordinated time issue is too much of an issue well like we just said i mean scopely has yet to find a way to really incentivize players really fight this out now i'm seeing in the chat that some servers did some servers engaged and i'm glad that some did but um i know a lot of them did not and so scopely has got to get back to the drawing board and hopefully find uh, a way to revitalize this. I mean, it, it's it is a big piece of the game, and I would love to see it work the way it was originally intended. The way it was intended is war and battles and and real PvP, and and it just it's never really never really it's happened much, that way. It's too much commitment to take a territory, and and being that it's time locked like to a specific date and time in a specific time period. I think that's, I mean, let's, I think most people playing or adults probably have careers and families and stuff. I, I think that's still too much of an issue. I think there has to be a better system. I don't, I think you should get all the benefit of, I think this whole seven day window is too locked in. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like that is not the right system. Still. It's not the right system. Okay. There you go. Um, let's see if we've got, so I, I have another one, DJ. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, officer sourcing, the officers and officer sourcing. So it's the, the events to source the officers and talking about how they changed even after they were announced, but then the officer offices themselves is Sela good is Tomalock good, uh, is 11 of 11 good. So it's, I think that is a criteria for the arc and it generally is. And I think it's worthy of discussion this month. You know, absolutely. We talked a little bit about Sela at the beginning. We probably need to do a little bit more investigation before Wednesday on that. Uh, Bubba Joe, I do have a tier two Sela. So I, uh, should get with some of my, uh, my buddies here on 15 and, see if we can do some stuff and look at some battle logs, maybe even make a video about it. We'll see what we can organize. But yeah, uh, Find a low-level con to fight against, see if it matches yeah, perfectly. Getting getting into the nitty-gritty with Sela would be good. Now, 11 of 11, I, you know, 
I'm I'm a huge fan of that officer. I was glad that that was the one that was able to be acquired uh, without an auction. Uh, I I've been an advocate for the Borg miners since they started. I, I think that they're good. Uh, even if you don't like mining, it just helps you mine faster. You know, I think that they are good officers to have. Uh, Bubba Joe has a very minority opinion regarding the officer ability of 11 of 11. I, I had recommended that this is an officer that you just worry about the unlock and let the rest of it go. Uh, Bubba Joe and Ripper have actually concurred that the officer ability is something they're going to chase because warp speed increase is something that they find valuable on their miners, especially as they're flying deeper and deeper into dark space. So, uh, you know, we can we can talk a little bit about that uh, as well. But uh, I think a lot of players kind of saying, you know, hey, I got the unlock. That's good enough for me. Uh, but, you know, Andar also points out that Borg traditionally have great statistics, and these guys are no exception uh, if we find a way to level them up in a reasonable amount of time, that is. So, uh, absolutely, we've got that. And on the other hand of that, we've got the Ultra Change, uh, which was, I guess, that was actually last month, I suppose. But uh, nonetheless... We, we talked about that last month in the last grading show. That, was, that did heavily influence a lot of the grades that we had from the last month. So I don't think we need to address that again. But we can talk about the board chest that they offered and if that was any good. And, and you know, personally, I think it was. I, I said on a previous show, I think that that, that chest was... Two guaranteed epics. I mean, that's a really good uh, ratio. And, you know, so, I mean, that's, I, I think that that's, you know, again, if this is, if this was part phase 1B of their deployment of how they're going to source officers, I think it's worth talking about. Well, um, you know, I also tried to pay attention to how many of those board chest recruits uh, that I acquired free to play. I did not buy any of those. Uh, and I still believe that I unlocked, uh, did five of those pulls. So uh, it might have even been six. I, I know there was five. Uh, there might have even been a sixth. And and those were issued essentially completely free. So, you know, following the line of logic that, that Bubba is talking there, you had two guaranteed uh, shards of the three new Borg mining officers. Uh, and 10 of 10 was not included that so uh just for free you were given 10 extra shards this month two out of five pulls and like i said it might have even been six um but there was definitely five at least and and that's 10 of these epic borg minor shards which you know in the grand scheme of things is not a whole lot but i know for a fact it got a couple of players at least over the hump when it came to 11 of 11 or even uh four of 11 if they didn't finish off last month or Players who, who who aren't finished with three of eleven, like myself, I still don't have to bring unlocked, and and I thought heavily about buying that pack, Bubba Joe, but I'm sixty shards shy. I just I wouldn't have got it, even if I'd spent a couple hundred dollars, I wouldn't have gotten her. So uh, I'm gonna probably ultimately have to finish her off in an event store if if that comes along. But um, you know that chest was was a good thing, so. Absolutely. Uh, let's come back to uh, Captain Mark. We'll give you the, the final word here. I, no, Karkin, did we get yours? I didn't. Karkin, uh, one or two items that is going to influence your grading? Uh, no, pretty much covered. Like it was everything, acquisition, everything seemed pretty spot on. I didn't, 
there's the whole experience thing for the auction, but that's, you know, no, pretty much covered all the different okay. categories that we'll look at. Yeah. Very good. Well, uh, this is the groundwork uh, for what we're going to be discussing this coming Wednesday, and these topics and more are going to uh, are going to be factored in. Bubba, we'll take the last couple of minutes here to talk about these ticketed events. This one was big for me. Uh, this month, we saw resources and events, folks, that paid just bonkers good. All right, uh, or between, sorry, I said events and resources, resources and materials that paid extremely well from the events that we got. Most specifically, I wanted to hone in on the ticketed events. A, it was the easiest one to kind of add a glimpse, you know, kind of track. But there was question, Bubba Joe, there was question as to why they weren't balanced each and every day. For example, one day, one event may have had premium recruit token, while the other event had interceptor parts. And another event may have had faction credits. Okay. And that did, in fact, happen. Now, I want to be super clear that my research here is for Ops 41. Bubba Joe, yours is going to be different. Yours is going to be for Ops uh, 51 through 60. And by the way, I did validate and verify that all nine instances of the ticketed events were uh, lumped in, 51 through 60. So a 59 got the same payout as a 51, and I can understand why there may be fussing about that. Um, but for, as per usual, Bubba Joe, all of the uh, 40 through 50 had individual ops bracket. So they scaled each ops level, and then I think they were, like, you know, paired, like 38, 39, 37, or 36, 37, uh, paired down that way. But I do have some good data here, and I'm going to open up my notepad here and now. You guys still have me? Because I had to turn on my VPN. Yep, we're here. Yeah, we still have you. Yep. All right. So there was the original claim that players were concerned that, you know, one event had ship parts, Bubba Joe, and another event had premium tokens. Well, the official response from Scopely was, don't worry. After all nine of these events present, you are going to see balance. Uh, Bubba Joe, you had originally reacted to that announcement and said, I don't think so. I think that there's still some imbalance. Uh, but I looked at all nine of these events and, um, and tallied them up. Now, what I want to point out here is uh, each one of these events was a single run. Is somebody chewing nuts right now? Like, <laughs> that was very loud. Anybody else Sorry, hear that? I was on mute. That was me. My bad. <laughs> Bubba Joe's like, here, let me just chew on this glass here real quick. It should be really quiet. <laughs> oh, um, so we had uh, three different versions of war preparation. One was Alliance Helps or Armadas. The other one was Officer XP, and one was Ship XP, Power. These three events were part of one cluster, okay? And I, I noticed this, Bubba. This might have not been super obvious until we came back and looked at it at the end. There were three war preparation events, three combat training events, and three strategic reserve events. All nine of these events ran three times. Okay, they ran, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in group three, 
and they did that on three different weekends. So these amounts of resources, to me, are staggering. All right. Um, in the war preparation series, the one for Alliance Helps gave steel, uh, steel and ore. It also gave faction credits. Okay. The war preparation, all three of these gave faction credits. Now, Bubba Joe, there was a slight imbalance, wasn't there? Slightly, maybe. One of the war preparation paid 700 Klingon faction credits. The other one paid 700 Romulan faction credits. And the third one, would you have expected it to pay Federation? Ah, uh, I would have, but it didn't. But it did not. Because this arc was not about the Federation. This arc was about the Romulans and Klingons. So the third event paid 187 independent credits at my level. Again, this is all for ops 40 and 41. I lied. Uh, 40 and 41 are in the same bucket. All right. So 700 faction uh, for Klingon and Romulan. And the third one paid 187 independent credits. And that was, uh, that ran three different times. Now, those events paid out varying amounts of stuff as well. The war preparation for officer XP paid out Dilithium. The one for ship XP paid out Tritanium. And the one for Alliance Helps and Armadas paid out Steel. And healthy amounts of that at that. Um, for Steel, it was 1.1 billion raw, 4.2 billion token. So V-Ready will be surprised to hear he, he claimed that they were 50-50. And I said, you know, at some of the higher levels and maybe some of the lower levels, it might have been 50-50. But the introduction this month, Bubba Joe, of paying out the billion tokens, that kind of skewed it. I mean, obviously, that was going to end up being token heavy. 1.1 billion per steel, 4.2 billion in token for war prep. Uh, the war prep for Officer XP was Dilithium, paid out 30 million and 31.9 million in tokens. And the one for ship XP paid 112 million trite and 115.9 million in token form. All right. And those are roughly, Bubba Joe, the breakdown that we would expect between steel, trite, and dill. So, so, so can you or have you compared that to your station ship and research pack nope sure didn't okay. okay i did not i didn't have time to get in and do that um okay. the uh the introduction of the billion tokens i'm i'm sure is going to make this a little lopsided because in my pack i am getting roughly 50 50 okay uh but the billion tokens that was the bonus this month that's what made these ticketed events worth it i would imagine billion tokens especially for the steel events were the the difference in making ticketed events worth it more than uh more than you know other events the um again the events that paid steel paid ore and the events that paid dilithium paid crystal and the ones that paid uh sorry dilithium and uh, gas and then uh crystal and and uh tritanium and crystal uh, that said, there was also a slight variance in that, Bubba Joe. Uh, yep. For example, the events that paid or uh, paid 44 three-star uncommon, 17 three-star rare, 799 four-star common for two of the events, 793 for the third one. It was a variance of only six common. 
Not enough for me to be fussy about, but enough for us to look at. Wait, four star. I'm sorry, say that again. How much G4 common did you get? 799 in two of the events and 793 in the third one. That's more than I got. I'm sad For now. common? For common? Yep. Interesting. Four star hey. uncommon was 220. Four star rare was 64. In the events that paid faction credits and premium recruit tokens. They did not pay any rare in the event that paid ship parts, Bubba Joe. All right. Because in that third event, instead of rare G4, they paid ship parts. And uh, those ship parts apparently are carrying a higher value to Scopely. So they took out the rare and paid the ship parts instead, which was really, really interesting to me. Um, and they paid, it was good parts and that was equal all the way across. I had an event for, uh, explore parts, an event for interceptor parts and an event for battleship parts. And, um, I got 460 uncommon parts in each of those, but I did get an extra 10 rare battleship parts. I got 77 in one of those events and I got 67 in the interceptor and explorer parts. So, uh, again, a slight change right there, but again, not one that presents to me a wild imbalance. Uh, and, and this was kind of this way across the board, uncommon gas, same thing, four star uh, or three star uncommon, 44, 17, uh, for the rare, uh, roughly 800 on the common two twenty for the uncommon 64 for the rare, uh, for the two. And then the one that had parts didn't same thing for crystal all stayed the same. Now there was even an imbalance there though. Crystal, the crystal events actually paid more. Three Correct. star uncommon uh, paid 60 crystal instead of 44. 24 rare instead of 17. 1,445 common four star. 400 uncommon four star. And 113 rare four star. So crystal was the flavor of the month this month. And actually, got to be honest with you, Bubba. I was not disappointed with that because traditionally, guys, it's or. Traditionally, or is the heavier one. I have seen a few examples where gas has been the heavier one, but we've even noticed that in our battle pass, right? One of them actually pays more than the other. So uh, I was actually kind of pleased to see it fall onto Crystal Month. That's not typical. That said, um, there was even imbalance. Uh, a little imbalance in the raw resources uh, for some of these events. For example, the one event where I told you I got 1.1 billion steel and 4.2 billion. Well, token form was 4.2 billion all the way across, but I got 1.1 billion raw in two of those events and only 975 million in the third. Same thing for Tritanium. Two of the events carried 112 million. One event carried 93 million. And Dilithium, same thing. Two events carried 30 million. One event carried 20. Four million. So there was a little bit of, of variance there, a little bit of, of imbalance, if you will. But Bubba Joe, they were all, for the most part, actually relatively balanced with each other across the genre when we're talking about parts. You know, for example, all of the parts were pretty much uniform, except for somehow I ended up with an extra 10 battleship parts. But I'm not going to complain about that. You know, I felt like they were balanced pretty close if not exact pretty daggone close was your experience different 
So, um, so I again, I I don't uh, look at the raw numbers because the raw numbers are exploded for fifty plus, right? So if I tell you that I got thirty two billion steel, you're gonna go, oh my god, thirty two billion steel. Okay, it, for me, all the ticketed events have always had a direct corollary to the packs that you can source the information, source the resources from, right? Whether it's resources, whether it's recruit tokens, whether it's parts, whatever it is. Okay, and so this month. I said, okay, here's my pack. Here's what I'm getting in the ticket events. What do I see? Uh, and so in that regard, we got exactly within a couple of percent what we were supposed to in materials, at least at my level. The materials were spot on. Interestingly enough, this is the first time they've added parts to a material resource run. Maybe the first time parts altogether, but I, I can't remember if we ever had a ticket event that did parts. But even if not... They I don't parts. think that we have, at least yeah, not since. Either. Yeah. Um, so, but they added parts to a material and resource, which is, you know, okay, so that's kind of good. And I ended up seeing, okay, so that's, uh, I looked at that and said, hey, that's right where we're supposed to be, right around 7%. Uh, I thought that the addition of the 100, for me, 160 premium recruit, I'm like, really? That's, that's what we're going to add? But Okay, so that <laughs> that event was kind of a no fine, you know. So wait, um, yours was no, hundred. Yours was one hundred and sixty-two. Yeah. So wow, but, but fine. So one hundred and sixty premium recruit tokens. Woohoo! Um. So, but so the parts were right where the parts were seven percent. Materials were seven percent. Where it noticed for me where they took some value out, and okay, so they added parts. So maybe that's where they compensate for this. Uh is the uh is the resources they were way low compared to what we would normally get for resources right so they were um, let me uh let me check something here i didn't pay attention to that but you know what i told you that there was one event out of the three that paid less i wonder if that was the one that corresponded to parts you know what it was check this one it sure is that's exactly it bubba so the ones that paid a little bit less in raw those were the ones that paid ship parts. Yep, all three of them. So where yep. the you're right, where the resources were down a little bit, it's where they added the parts. Now, i got to be honest with you. Let me ask you. Just on the surface, scratching your head, do you feel that the, the 2% drop in resources, because that's what mine looks like it is, 2%. I got 2% less value in resources, but also picked up common, uncommon, and rare ship parts. I think to me that feels like an appropriate. I'm yeah. satisfied with that. I think. I, yeah. So, so I, what I focused on was resources, right? Because that's what I'm always looking at. Uh, I checked the materials, and so I said, okay. So for me, resources are important, and I know that at some point here soon, materials are going to be the important thing, and they probably already are, and I'm just not noticing. Um, so for me, I looked at that and said, okay, well, the resources are low. Why are the resources low? Well, they're low because you have these ship parts. Well, now, okay, does that make sense? Is, is that acceptable to me? And I kind of think it's okay. I just, you know, this is them tweaking with it. Now, I think the 160 premium recruit tokens, like, there's no reason for the resources to be low for that one. Like, none. Like, well, that and, is they completely... and, yeah, <laughs> and they weren't. Yeah, nope, and they weren't. They weren't. Mine were. That's what I'm saying. The average... You know, not the not the peak, not the low. The average was low on resources for fifty plus. So you uh, did not have you did not have two of the same with one a little bit lower. No, 
See the the not. one with the one with the parts looks like it was roughly two percent lower in resource, but the other two were exactly identical, and they paid either the faction credits or the premium. It's like they looked at those, you know, roughly equilateral, for lack of better terms. But the ship parts carried a premium, so I got a little bit less in resource. It's interesting to me that that. All three of your styles of event paid different amounts of resource. So, mine, mine were two of one and then one of another. Right. So they were different. Uh, they were different percentages depending on the resource. So like my trite was the lowest. It was less than 4% of a pack. Uh, Dilithium averaged just over 4% of a pack. And steel was the closest to what we typically see. And it was right around 6% of a pack. So... So, okay, so we're a little low. Does that compensate for the fact that we got parts? We got three sets of parts. Again, you got these events three times. So you got Explorer, Battleship, and Intercept parts three different times if you did all the ticketed events. So um, had I been looking at this a little more carefully, maybe I'd just do the ones with the ticketed, just do the ones with the parts and ignore the ones with the premium recruits. But again, I still want those resources. I still want those materials. So it's a balancing act. This was an interesting step for them. I don't, I don't hate it. But again, it was shocking because I kind of hit it in my head. This is what I expect to see in terms of resources, and it was low. And so I had to investigate further as to what was going on. You know, I would almost speculate, and we'll wrap up with this because Snake Eyes is, is trying to wrap up. Um, I would almost speculate, Bubba, this is kind of what I mentioned to you on your Wednesday show, is that the 51 through 60 bracket got just slightly backburnered because you are the same at 51 as you are at 60 for the rewards payouts, but the, the packs do scale. Yep. The packs are scaling. So I halfway wonder if this was just, we didn't have enough time or enough player population for us to properly segment these 51 plus brackets. So I'd be willing to bet if you look at an ops 51 sales pack, it's probably closer to that 7% that you were expecting well, because so as you've gone up, your packs have gone up. But the bracket for this event, for the ticketed events, was the same, 51 to 60. I bet they were scaled at 51, and because they didn't scale any further, the percentage has actually dropped for you a little bit. For 50 and down, they look pretty uniform. And that's entirely possible. But the other point I want to say is that the ticketed event payouts this month were significantly better. And again, they're ticketed, so they should be. But it's they were by far and away better than what we were getting in any other event. And normally there's a comparison, right? The ticket events has a cost to get into it, but at least they're giving. So, so I didn't mind the rewards of the ticketed events like I did everything else. So that's something we can talk about on Wednesday, but that's, that's well, somebody, you know. somebody do this for me real quick and, and we'll wrap up with this because I did all nine. Bubba Joe, did you do all nine? Of course. I did all nine, and I did them all three times. 27 ticketed events. If somebody would be so kind as to do this for me, I'm only going to do it with Raw. Bubba Joe, you got a calculator? I have Excel. Uh, okay, that's cool. Here, add this up for me. 1.1 plus 4.2 plus 0.97 plus 4.2 plus 1.1 plus 4.2. 15.77. Multiply that by three, roughly 46, 47-ish, 46 billion steel just through ticketed events. 
Uh, I'm going to do the tritanium in my head because those were roughly lateral. Well, hang on. Can we stop right there for just a second? Sure. What can you do with 47 billion steel? Oh, gosh. I mean, even at 41, that's probably five or six buildings, maybe seven. So, so let me, I, I, I know what you're going to say, but let me just, let me just take this here. So I'm going to take mine, 32 billion steel. That's roughly 96 times three is 200 and, you know, 70 billion steel. Seems like a really big number. It's about half of what I need for one building. And that was all three steel events times three runs. Yep. You only got, you only got two. What did you say it was? It's 32 per. So it's roughly 96 billion steel for one three set of ticket events. Do that three times is 270 billion steel. And the docks that I'm trying to do at 52 are 470 and change. So it's a little more than half of one building of which I need to do a dozen of. Well, this is what Big Country had mentioned here a couple of weeks ago and why he was frustrated that well, and, even and- though the payouts look phenomenal, in comparison to the requirements up there, it is still uh, not the same. On the other right. hand, as we have also pointed out, is I, there is. I, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, probably what you were driving at. You you are in the early access of 53. It's going to be more. We are two years in G4 economy. It's time for a ramp up in the G4 economy if they're wanting to get players to move. You're still, arguably, Bubba, you've lived in the premium access zone for years. Well, that's true. My, my point actually was is that this is the first real month of doing focused G5 events for 50-plus players. Like last month, it was kind of there, but this is really the first month of doing it. I, I figured they were not going to get it right. It's, call me pessimist. That's fine. I figured this was going to be a, a process, and they were going to have to work on it a little bit, and I think that they can. I think they have to realize that it's like, oh, my goodness, we gave – we gave Ops 46, you know, 14 buildings, and we gave Ops 52, which is, again, it's not like I'm looking at 58 and want six buildings. Give me one. Give me two. Like, that's, I mean, I'm not looking for an entire Ops level. Just give me the ability to progress. And, and I think it's going to take them some time to figure out what that balance is for the 50-plus players. But you're right. There's the premium thing, too. But I think it's the newness of not really, you know, the numbers look so huge, so it's hard to kind of contemplate as whether this is acceptable or not. Well, and, and again, I come back to, you know, 51 through 60, while their pack scale and the rewards not, I think that is uh, definitely an issue well that needs to be looked at and, and some more time spent on it. But you're right, guys. Ticketed events this month were phenomenal. They gave you nine free, and a couple of you squeezed out an extra free if you, if you played your cards just right. Uh, never said anything to anybody about that because, you know, Three extra tickets. It ain't breaking the game, Baba. We'll give the players an extra three tickets if they if they play their card, right? Um, so I was pleased about that. But yeah, that was just tickets, by the way. Just the ticketed events. Doesn't count any of the solo milestones, the arc conquest. Conquest. Romulan and Cleon Conquest. Ooh, those events paid beautifully. Look at the look at the leaderboard going on right now. I know it's for officer recruiting. But any officer shard, I mean, any epic and any rare, that's paying down to 50th, uh, sorry, 25th place in an individual bracket. I mean, 25th place is paying 113 million Tritanium for me. I'll, 
I'll probably try to get in the top 25. I mean, it doesn't look like it's that competitive at the bottom, you know? So just rewards, rewards were really, really good. And that's going to play a huge factor for me coming up this coming Wednesday. Folks, we are being rushed off the stage. Three hours is too long. And we want to thank all of you guys for hanging out here in our live studio audience. And also, those of you listening in podcast form across our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com, iTunes, and Google Play, and Amazon Alexa, and so many others. We appreciate you guys downloading the show. Bubba Joe, appreciate you being here tonight. Always a great conversation. We got in a lot of stuff, like more than I expected, and we had some real good conversation. I hope Scopely actually listens to this one and kind of takes it to heart a little bit. There was some good conversation, a few ups and downs, a few negatives and positives, but overall, constructive criticism and some good feedback to go back uh, with regards to a lot of the changes that have happened this month, whether they be good or bad. would like to thank my panel of guests tonight here on the stage. Handy was here for a little bit. Gregor. Man, I am so glad to hear your voice. It's been a while since we've had you on the show. Is your work schedule slowing down anytime in the next seven years, or are we June. are we doomed? June, buddy. June, I'll be great again. June, so only six more months. Six months. But good. at the end of this project, you'll be able to buy a brand new helicopter too, right? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Can I have your old one? Will you <laughs> donate it? Copters yeah. for DJs? It'd be like cars yeah. for kids, but we're going to step it up a little bit. Every it's in the Secret Santa. That's right. Put it in the Secret Santa. Can I add that to my Amazon shopping list? It'll be uh, choppers for DJs. Uh, Karkin, thank you very much. Stevens Aaron, your audio engineer today. Thank you so very, very much. And, of course, your executive producer, uh, Snake Eyes, for keeping everything together. Bubba Joe, thank you so much. Captain Mark, your graphic designer, always doing great art for us. we got some projects coming up for you as well. So I really appreciate all you guys. And all of our gold patrons, please visit our website, TalkingTrekSTFC.com, where you can find a link to become a patron, join our gold members club for a donation of $5 or more per month. And that'll turn your name gold and uh, get your names read on most of our episodes. Thank you. Our club is growing. It's as big as it's ever been. And I thank you guys also very, very much for contributing what you do. So hope you learned a little bit tonight. Uh, whether it be about an event or not. You know what? Bubba Joe actually got a message a little bit ago that they were waiting for this show before spending their event store loot in the Thanksgiving Day store. So since there is a little bit of time left on that, hopefully you uh, you were able to make a better informed decision based on what we were talking about. Don't buy the Nero shards directly. Go buy the faction or credits. Either one. Or Gorkon. Yeah, go buy the faction credits. Do it that way. Or Tetrions. That's a good one. Guys, my name is Ultimate DJs. I have been your host tonight and talking in cars about turkey with djs happy thanksgiving did everybody have a great thanksgiving just yay good awesome too much turkey gobble gobble oh man i told you i love stuffing i ate so much stuffing i had to unbutton my pants and then i ate more it's amazing i traveled with the stretchy pants ready that's right had had to stretch your pants ready to go guys thank you so much for being here on another episode of talking in cars with djs a subset of the talking trek podcast my name is ultimate djs your friendly neighborhood cat person say meow for now love you mean it catch you on the next one see ya